Joe Biden was caught with confidential documents again. Yeah, seriously, for the second time, more confidential documents. I guess the only thing we can do is have the FBI raid his house and arrest him. It's kind of funny that we do this story and then like in the middle of the day, aides find more confidential documents, just making things worse. There was one article that said that this was a massive political gift for Donald Trump. So sure, I guess. Here we go. And I'm kind of frustrated by it because it's just like, yeah, 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 we get it. But we are seeing some action from the Republicans in terms of ag- the House. Adam Schiff is furious, saying that their inquiry into Janu- the January 6th committee is to defend Donald Trump and protect themselves, blah, 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 blah. But we'll talk about all that. Plus, we got some other news. The FAA shut down all flights this morning because the no-tam system went down from like 6 to 9 a.m. Uh, that, that's shocking because it hasn't happened since 9-11. But the crazier thing about it to me was that the FAA said, notice to all of our stakeholders. Stakeholder is a World Economic Forum term. We recently heard uh, when MIA, the the musician, got canceled from, uh, I think it's called Field Day in London, they said, your presence would be offensive to our stakeholders or something that effect. You can see the language is spreading. That's the intent. You will own nothing and you will be happy. So we'll talk about that. Plus, the Biden administration wants to ban gas stoves. They're walking this back after a major backlash, but not before AOC actively defended it because she's claiming that using a gas stove makes you stupider. It reduces uh, your cognitive abilities. I mean, maybe that's true, but I don't believe these people. They want to get rid of your gas stove for climate change and all that stuff. So we'll get into that. But before we do, my friends, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member, support our work by clicking that join us button at TimCast.com. You'll get access to uncensored segments from the TimCast IRL podcast, but you will also, and that'll be up tonight at 11, but you will also be supporting our cultural cultural endeavors. We're opening a skateboard shop, uh, a coffee shop, it's multiple floors, and probably a private club. Now we're thinking about this. We were talking about the other night, maybe a private club up top for like a certain degree of, you know, members, and, and we're going to figure that one out. But, um... In terms of the cultural endeavors, I just want to say one thing. This Saturday at DC's Freedom Plaza, I will be there skating and we're bringing a big old crew. Phil Labonte of All That Remains is going to come hang out. So we're going to jam and play some music and just chill. Uh, I'll be skating. Our skate crew will be coming with us. Apparently, there's a bunch of people who watch the show who have already said they're on their way. They're going to come hang out. I'm really excited for that. And I just want to address, you know, someone on the slap forums making the claim that I showed up last Saturday that everyone skated on the other side of the park and that I couldn't do a shove it. And those are offensive lies. First of all, no one said or did anything. No one said anything to me. And I was sitting next to everybody. And not only did I do a shove it, first try, I did a gazelle. I did a nollie gazelle. So don't even come at me, bro. I was doing nollie half hard late flips. I was doing kickflip cancel flips. These people, all they have are lies. And you know what? Many of you may be saying, I have no you're talking about. Let me just tell you this. What these woke people are doing is trying to lie and claim, oh, Tim was just there goofing off and he's bad at skateboarding. Ignore it. No, we're showing up Saturday. I'm going to do some switch tray flips, maybe a nollie flip crook, nollie flip out, and I'll shut up all the haters. Okay, I haven't, I haven't been skating that much. I'm probably not going to nollie flip, nollie crook. But, you know, I did a gazelle. I'll do a, I'll do some nollie hard flip, late flips or something. If you don't know what that means, fine. Don't worry about it. Just come hang out on Saturday in DC's Freedom Plaza and bring your friends. We're going to give away a whole bunch of boards and it's going to be a lot of fun. Joining us tonight to talk about not so much that, but everything else is Jamie, uh, Michelle. Michelle. Michelle, I, was, I almost said it wrong. That's why I paused. I it's like, okay. Michelle. Everybody does. I'm there used to it. But I really, I mean, I, I really appreciate it when someone gets it right. It's so rare. 
But hi. So, uh, who are you? What do you do? Uh, I'm the founder of Gays Against Groomers, an organization that started up a little over six months ago uh, to fight the sexualization, indoctrination, and medicalization of children being done in the name of LGBTQIA+. Plus, 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 plus. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm the founder of that, the president, uh, and I'm really excited to be here with you to talk about all things that and other things. So Gays Against Groomers, actually, it's LGBT people it who is. are concerned about what's happening with kids. Yeah, everybody in the organization is LGB or T. We have a few trans people. We also have a, created a sub-coalition, partner coalition uh, called Trans Against Groomers because so, so many trans people were reaching out wanting to help. Um, and yeah, so the, the whole organization is comprised of us. Um, fighting it from inside the community because that was seriously lacking. You know, a lot of us were speaking out against it individually, but there wasn't a unified force, basically. Yeah, I, I was told you were going to bust that book out. Somebody yeah, let me know. Because yeah. Ian bought Genderqueer. It, it's a big problem. It's we, a huge problem. We definitely got to talk about it. Yeah, we should talk about the book. Yeah, for sure. It's terrible. But yeah, it's just a bunch of us from within the community. Uh, we were launching chapters every day. We I think we have like 20 now. Um, we have our first international one in the UK. So yeah, things are growing very quickly. I wasn't expecting it to grow as fast as it did to explode onto the scene. But, um, you know, I think that just goes to show how needed voices from inside the community were fighting this because it's giving us a bad name, too. I mean, we have skin in this game um, because the majority of us oppose what's being done, but they are associating all of us with it. And it's, you know, it's hurting the kids immensely i mean it's destroying them but it's also hurting us and so we needed to put our voices out there and, and do something about it i mean it's ours it's our mess to clean up and we're here to do that right on well thanks for joining it should be yeah. fun we also got luke hanging out hey guys my name is zukardowski of we are i hope you guys are enjoying your new normal or as it really is a new world order and if you don't know what that means you're not paying attention to help spread awareness about what's really going on there you could get this shirt on thebestpoliticalshirts.com because you do. That's why I am here. Thank you again so much for having me. Well, thank you, Luke, for coming. And everyone, hello. Hi, Jamie. And last night we talked about vapes, and I, we may have been actually distributing some fake info or unresearched claims about the dangers of vape, vitamin E, acetate in THC vapes or in a nicotine vapes when they were actually in the THC vapes. A lot of the problems coming from black market vapes in general, not the idea of vaping. Although we talked about moderation, people hitting the thing 500 times a day might also be a problem. Maybe we'll get into that later. I just wanted to put that out there, that that is on my radar of research, and I've talked to Luke about it also. Thanks for bringing that up, and uh, let's let's move this along, Serge. Tell me. Yeah, what's up, guys? Serge.com, as always. All right, here's the first story from The Hill. Second batch of classified Biden documents found at new location. A second batch of classified documents belonging to President Biden was reportedly discovered by White House aides. Days after the discovery of public documents from a former private office, the new batch was found in a separate location from the first. Okay, I just... You know, part of me was like... Why even bother reporting this at this point? We get it. The Democrats do these things over and over again. Joe Biden as vice president had no powers to declassify anything, nor did Hillary Clinton as secretary of state. But Donald Trump should either go to jail or be ineligible for public office because they found classified documents at his house. But when it comes to Joe Biden, it's, uh, it's no big deal. He's cooperating. It's whatever. Why? Why would they report? Why would the White House report this about Biden? Are they trying to get out ahead on something or create like a thing that, oh, it turned out it wasn't that bad. 
Now everything can be put to rest. Or Biden came to him as like, you know, we can't really ban gas stoves. And then the real powers that be, yes, we can. We're going to get you in trouble. Look at all the documents you left. Documents? The, the poor the poor guy's forgetful. So uh, I don't think he even knows what's going on here. But he was confused even a few days ago, uh, mixing up a uniformed Salvation <laughs> Army member for a Secret Service agent, specifically talking about all the great things and all the great times he had with the Secret Service. So, I mean, the, the guy's not there. He's not really up there. Now, the documents that were found originally were related to Intel, related to, of course, Ukraine, Iran, the United Kingdom. He, of course, was a vice president. This this is all happening a few years ago. This this release actually was caught the day before the midterm elections. That, no, no, of course, no, no. Was this is the up. second release. I know, I know. I'm talking about the first oh, okay, release right that's on. happening right now. Um, and uh, the, the office that it was found was related to a think tank that was also allegedly connected to a lot of money coming in from China. So a lot of questions surrounding uh, those first documents that were you know, classified that were found in that private office. What are these documents related to? We don't know yet. Uh, I think we're only going to find out a few days from now. But again, they are classified. So uh, I wonder if what I wonder if what we're actually going to be finding out is going to be relevant to anyone. So impeach Joe Biden. Yeah, impeach everybody. You know, have an impeachment party. <laughs> Biden says he was unaware of uh, which documents were found. I mean, which ones worse. were found? Yeah, I know. I didn't even know what I was taking illegally. Okay, that's the defense. That's the thing, though, about a president leaves office. They've got all these aides moving boxes of paperwork, this and that. If like six papers with like confidential things that are like, don't tell the guy's last name and the food he ate, like, ah, who cares? So what? If it was like state secrets and it's like blatantly destroying our national security for some reason, now I understand. But like, dude, just you can classify almost anything as the president. So like, but he was the vice president when. Yeah, he's not allowed to do that. Yeah. He's not allowed to declassify documents as the vice president. I'm, of the I'm, United I'm States. curious, Jamie, as to your thoughts. I know, like your organization is is very, very focused on one issue, right? Yeah. But you, but you aren't just like you're you're conservative. Right? I'm a conservative. I'm I'm right wing. Yes. So what, um, do you, what do you? I mean, I mean, did you, did I, you vote I, I for can, Biden? No. <laughs> 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 oh my god! No, I'm incredibly offended that that could even possibly be up for question. No, I'm basically with Luke here, where the guy has no idea like what he's doing. Um, <laughs> I mean, I. I don't know how long he's been suffering from such severe dementia, but uh, I think it's been a while. I don't think back then he was, though. But, um, you know, we don't know what the documents are exactly. But I think that, you know, it's telling that the left seems to not give a single crap about the issue. You know, they're, they're running cover for him when, you know, they were trying to prosecute Trump for the same thing. Basically. You made a good point. You said that you, you you didn't think his brain like what, how did you say it? that back then his brain wasn't as broken not as broken I feel well, like it was pretty broken no but yeah, hold on but, but hold on but in Ian, terms of like dementia you know yeah and Ian just said that Biden didn't know these last few years have not been easy on our economy and with tax season finally arriving there'll be millions of hard-working people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-431-5684 and you'll be in touch with America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS's predatory tactics and put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 
800-431-5684 or americafirsttaxgroup.com slash Tucker. He knew back then. Yeah, I yeah, can understand then, him not knowing now. Yeah, now he doesn't know. I mean, he doesn't know where he is. He walked he up to know. a Salvation Army guy and was like, I, I spent a lot of time with the Secret Service and the Salvation <laughs> Army God. guy's wearing, it says Salvation Army on his chest and he's just like, what's happening? Honestly, I live for these moments with Joe Biden. <laughs> like, they give me so much entertainment and, and honestly, it's just, you know, you have to laugh at the state of things. Otherwise, you're going to be very, very depressed every single yeah. day. So Yeah, humor but, and human, you know, it's a basic part of what we right. are as human. Can we even be human without humor? But that you know, laughing at this sometimes it feels like riding the the nuclear bomb down while you know doing the yeehaw thing, straddling like like in was it Doctor Strange Love? Yeah, yeah, at the end of Strange Love. But but this this leaves me with with a question: Is he just an old man with dementia? Is he a puppet, or is he a criminal mastermind selling secrets to China so they give him lucrative contracts to his son? What's going on here? What do you think is going on here? What's your take on what if what if Hunter is weakened at Bernie Zing, his dad? I mean, I think yeah, yeah. I think he initially started as you know he he was not always a, a very um, mentally incapacitated man. Um, I think he has had deals with China going on for a long time. Um, I think now he doesn't know what deal is what or what exists and what doesn't. Um, you may, maybe a little. I don't know. I think they pump him full of a lot of uh, meds that that give him a, a little bit of um, clarity for moments in time. Um, but I, I think he definitely knew what was going on when he, these deals were originally created. Um, and I'm sure he knows about them now, but, you know, doesn't really doesn't really focus on it too much to to know much about it anymore. What do you think, Ian? Um, I puppet think mastermind? He's certainly a puppet of a greater scheme. I was thinking last night about the world in general and like most of the world is sex trafficking, murder, bribery, destruction. Uh, prostitution, slavery kind of thing. Like that's most of the world. We happen to be in this like ivory tower of the United States where we have kind of led ourselves to believe that's not the way things are. Mm -hmm. And that when it comes up and when we see it, it's like an aberration of the reality. But the reality is like kids are being trafficked. It's the largest business on earth is human Mm -hmm. trafficking, I'm pretty sure. Um, And so that that government, I was like picturing talking to Obama about it. He's like, yo, I have no, I mean, there's people, I don't know who's running the show. I don't know. They, they it's, it's we definitely are a part not him. of no. It's and, definitely and he probably, not him. I think he would be straight up. I think a lot of past presidents, if you get them to be straight up, will be like, "Dude, we are such a small part of what's going on mm-hmm. in the world, even though we think we we have the best military." Um, so I think Biden's a puppet. Long story short, I think they're being controlled by big money, the liberal economic order, the Bank for International Settlements, deciding where the money goes if the Federal Reserve is even going to give the U.S. government money, and so we're kind of beholden to the stakeholders in that sense. Uh, or at least we think we are stakeholders. I wouldn't even say he's a puppet at this point. I think he's just like a, a little figurehead, just just you know that sits there in the chair in the Oval Office and and goes to these things. But you know everything he says is completely you know in his ear at all times. He doesn't know what he's doing, um, but he just I think is just kind of put there for show. But yeah, all presidents really uh, you know they always have people behind the, it the feels, scenes. It feels like. Aliens took the country over and then just like placed Biden there. Yeah, because Bernie Sanders was going to win in 2020. He was dominating that. I don't know what that has to do with aliens, Ian. Well, all of a sudden, like seven, eight weeks after the Bernie had been running or four weeks or something, all of a sudden Biden is running now. He didn't even mention running for president for four years before that. Someone picked him and put him there. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's my. It's surprising to me that that's, you know, out of all the people that they could have picked, the Democrats could have picked like they went with this senile old man. But it's because he's the sacrificial lamb, right? Their attitude is whoever we put in place 
for this this next term is going to be hated by everybody because there's so much bad stuff going on. Yeah, they know so he's not going to sell them out either because he's so why involved waste, in right. it. Why waste a Buttigieg? You know, Buttigieg has got his whole life out of him. It's like Joe Biden's on his way out. So they're like, hey, it's, you, know, you know, it's like, you know, when you go to a grocery store and you're looking at the milk, the milk right up front by the glass expires <laughs> in like three days. But if you go in the back, <laughs> yeah. it like Ooh. it'll last another Ethics week. decision. Which one do you take? Well, you take the one in the back. I'm not buying the milk. It's going to expire in three days. You know, that's, that's guy, like though. buying. That's like voting for Joe Biden. Ian, and going in yeah. the back is that is DeSantis. And and going to your local farm and getting raw milk is a form of anarchy, which I think more people <laughs> should do more than ever. No, but even Biden himself would say that he's like a bridge. He's like a bridge president to go from like this one era to another. And so he even knows his place, like in this, you know. And I, I don't know if he's going to run again. I, he's already I, campaigning. I guess, but I, it's like, do, does his own party even want him to run again? The I don't know. Who else Joe Biden have? will never run again. He's too old. I, think, <laughs> no, I, I made that joke twice. I think he'll he's going to try run. it. Maybe he'll run. I hope he's right. got physical no, he health. He sprinted you know, up the stairs. Stem cells and then fell. And That's what I'm yeah. saying. I think they inject him with stuff right before he's going to be on you camera. You see his IV? Oh, yeah. He held up his hands and you could track see mark. track marks. Yeah. yeah. No, they they pump that man full of plenty of stuff. balls. Yeah. I get the vibe stuff. They put him in as a placeholder knowing he won't squawk on the liberal economic order because his son is so deeply involved with Burisma and with China and he himself has been so involved with it. Dude, he was stealing. Is this considered stealing classified documents if you walk out of there as the vice president and take them? Well, well the, the reason why you know Biden is a perfect puppet is because there's so much dirt on him. He's known as being one of the sleaziest politicians in Washington, D.C. He's mm-hmm. been in there for decades and he's known as the, the, the politician for the lobbyist. Even Barack Obama warned specifically, hey, if, if if Biden ever becomes in power, the lobbyist will have a lot of control over Washington, D.C. And now I'm paraphrasing here. I don't remember the exact words, but I remember talking about this a few years ago where even Barack Obama was worried about the special interests that were involved with Biden. And when you're in D.C. for so long, when, when you're in that private club, when you go to a lot of these private meetings and get-ups and islands and whatever it may be, there is so much dirt on you. There is so much bad things that you have done. There's so much room, ample opportunities for corrupted deals to go through. And it's pretty clear, whether it's China, whether it's Ukraine, whether it's even Russia, a lot of money exchanged hands, especially with his family. So to think that he uh, is, is is you know, doing, uh, you know, something that's great, I, I think his dementia, I think his, his cognitive abilities are used as a distraction for who he really is, the larger swamp monster that isn't really in charge, but is a conduit for the real people who are in charge. Yeah, his. I mean, if you want to go personal on the guy, you got to look at Tara Reid because her allegations against mm-hmm. him and what he did to her in—I don't know if it was the Capitol building or one of those buildings there—was uh, is pretty grotesque. I mean, she says that he sexually assaulted her, and she's very graphic about what he did to her up against the wall, and, and then sounds tell her, like what he does. And before he walked away, says, "You're." She she rebuffed him, and he was like, "You're dead to me." <laughs> or you're nothing. You're yeah. nothing. I think that's this, what he said. This is a guy who's on camera sniffing little girls and pinching and groping them. So it's like when you hear an allegation, it's kind of like, well, you know. Whose own daughter in her own diary granddaughter. wrote a uh, granddaughter. granddaughter, excuse Ashley, me, right? wrote specifically how she didn't, she had to take showers at night because she was afraid that he would come in there. Wow. Freaking horrific. So, Anecdotal, but maybe, horrific. May, may, remember when he broke his leg and he said the dog did it? Yeah. <laughs> maybe he was trying to sneak in the Chase shower on like his, his granddaughter. And they decided to fight back. Yeah, she ran broke out his leg. Like, not this time, Grandpa. Do you guys remember when? God. It was. Hey, um, hey, hey! With the way things go down, right? That's plausible. You is, know, again, yeah. we don't have any direct evidence of this. We're we're kind of speculating here. 
But well, I think if, <laughs> if you look how sinister and evil and, and a lot of these people are, you, I, I could see the granddaughter just saying, I, I need to practice martial law, putting him in like a... Martial a, law? A, uh, sorry, <laughs> ma- martial... Mar- <laughs> Uh, what's the correct arts? Term? Martial, 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 martial arts, arts. practicing martial to, arts, and then snapping the leg of the. President. And when you when you imagine this, you need to imagine that it's it's very dark. There's a thunderstorm. <laughs> Biden's got a gigantic grin, oh, yeah. God. as usual. <laughs> Ooh, all God. that facial like, work. No, Grandpa, yeah. stay away. Uh. I, I think you're right, Luke, to not make the the uh, dementia like it, that. It's a the dementia is a smokescreen for his behavior. Um, like Ronald Reagan, I remember near the end of his second term, got to like. Alzheimer's, I think they were saying he's coming yeah. out with Alzheimer's, but he was also under investigation, like concerned that he had done some illegal things. I don't know the whole story. Maybe you guys know more about Didn't it. Didn't he think that Matthew Broderick movie was real? That was a thing. War games. Yeah, yeah. He thought yeah. that was real. Well, he started claiming that he didn't remember a lot of stuff well, from his term. That's presidency. the thing. Like Biden had, you know, when he committed all these crimes and did all this shady stuff, um, he didn't have dementia then. I don't think. I mean, you know, now he does, which everybody can clearly see. But there is a this is a different Joe Biden in this era that we're dealing with than like who he used to be. Um, And he's been in politics for what, like 40 years? He's been something like that. 50. Has it really? Pretty sure it's 50 years. Yeah, absolutely. He's been in there for for such a long time. And he looks uh, pretty different, especially from the last few years. There's a lot of different photos of him. In the earlobes, you can tell. I mean, I think he's... He's gotten a lot of plastic surgery, too. But uh, also, a lot of the things just look totally different on Mm -hmm. him than they ever did before. But I'm calling it here. I, I think he's going to run. He's going to win the uh, the next upcoming election, and then the third one, and then the fourth one, just like FDR, <laughs> who was partly paralyzed and still was able to, of course, successfully be yeah, president of the United States for a very long time. That was before the amendment. Of course. Now it's term limits. What but if, like, hey, that could be Biden? overturned during a you would know, you national vote, emergency. Would you vote for Hunter Biden? <laughs> Might as well. No. Right now, Biden, Fetterman. I'm calling <laughs> it. It's going to happen. Hunter Hunter Biden is kind of like the anarchy vote, in my opinion, because yeah. it just like it all comes crashing down if you vote for someone like <laughs> yeah. Hunter Biden. I'd rather vote for Kanye West than anybody else. Sorry, yeah, I'd, I'd love your name though. I, we talked about it before, but I'd love to watch a Hunter Biden YouTube channel. Yeah, it would just be, be like like a be, live stream, just a twenty four hour live stream. Oh, I don't know, but no, like a vlog. Oh, a vlog. Of him just being like, "Yo, what up, everybody? Hunter Biden here. Just scored some crack." I'm ready for like in the, back room. the kids and grandkids of the Rockefeller, like the young Rockefellers, young Rothschilds, young Bidens to come out and tell the world what really has been happening. I would love to Wouldn't see that Wouldn't that be stuff. amazing if they did one day? They just like, you know, they just decided like they're done with being these evil people and they want to expose it all. Same with the royal family. The that, young like Harry. I got so much faith that he and nobody thinks they're evil, though. People talk crap think about they're evil? Uh, the Rothschilds and stuff like like pop n- n- like no person like there's some people like like i can't remember which serial killer but there's like a serial killer who was like yep i know what i'm doing is it might have been Dahmer, yeah, and he's but, like what i'm doing is wrong and i know it and i should be locked up but i can't stop but right like but that. but when you're taking you know human excrement and blood and, and writing messages on the wall trying to summon in <laughs> demons i i think that that crosses a different level here of of what people actually see and understand These themselves these people with. doing it don't think that they are evil I see people what you're saying. they think they're heroes but uh, or they're entitled or something so mm. you were you were questioning no, none of the, whether none other of these people, people are walking around. Yeah, like, no, I'm well, talking about like other evil. people, how other people see the Rothschilds and stuff. Like, I, I, and I feel like you know, but maybe the, the kids of these families, like they're not kids anymore now, but like I don't know, or their kids, you know, the younger people in the families that maybe don't feel the same, don't want to be part of the same cabal, like can see through it. Yeah, I maybe, mean, a lot of them. I, I don't know. Maybe one day 
They'll decide to tell all. A lot of them are sociopaths. So I I don't know if sociopaths recognize that they are evil. Um, We would have to get someone who's, you know, studied this topic to talk about this specifically. But when we look at Washington, D.C., it has the highest per capita sociopaths than almost anywhere else in the United States. And there also is a theory that what Hunter Biden is doing is trying to get some sort of redemption against the father who wasn't there for him or might have potentially hurt him before. And this is Hunter Hunter Biden kind of releasing a lot of this information, getting it out there to the general public on purpose. That's one of the theories out there in order to hurt his father and, and get some kind of justice. Let's let's jump to this next story. We have this from the Daily Mail. Corrupt file and system reboot caused all U.S. flights to be grounded for the first time since 9-11. No TAM system and backup were both infected with corrupt file as pilots slam ridiculous decision to ground planes. I don't believe these people. I almost feel like when you get AOC coming out calling for a Green New Deal, saying we got to get rid of planes and farting cows, <laughs> that when these people ground every single plane in the country, and maybe it's political or ideological. Now, I don't know anything about that for sure, but I can't tell you this. The FAA, verified on Twitter, <laughs> tweeted out, cleared update number two for all stakeholders. The FAA is still working to fully restore, blah, 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 you get the point. I noticed the word stakeholders. Yes, I know. Some people mentioned that stakeholders have been used in certain contexts like this for some time. But in 2021, October, the FAA announced they'd be changing their language to be more inclusive. They then start talking about how their stakeholders, blah, blah, blah. The World Economic Forum is pushing what's called stakeholder capitalism. The idea is a shareholder is represented by those who own shares. State capitalism is represented by the state. And stakeholder is better because it's everyone. Mm. The environment, the neighbors, the people downstream, the people upstream, the people on the other side of the planet. Yeah, it basically sounds like communism. Oh, 100%. Basically sounds like state capitalism, except for the planet instead of an individual state. Where they're basically like, they, they actually say this on the, there's a website called Advanced ESG. And they're like, uh, basically saying that with a guiding force, stakeholder capitalism, blah, blah, blah. This is why it's important, because I want to show you this one. I know they're, they're different stories. I talked about this this morning. But MIA, the musician, mentioned that she got booted from a concert. The email says, we have not taken, they, they kick her out. They say, your tweets were bad. We have not taken this decision lightly, but we must consider the wider risk risks to the festival and its stakeholders. There's an important connection between these stories. The phrase stakeholder. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com slash carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash Carlson. Did this co- this concert that banned MIA call all of their stakeholders? Doubtful. 
Did they email the people who bought tickets who are stakeholders? Did they even define who the stakeholders are? Exactly. They are what they're basically saying is we're doing this for you. Mm-hmm. We're doing all of this for you. So when the FAA is coming out saying all the planes are shut down, everyone we're all in this together, but you know we're not because they're not consulting us. They're not asking us what we want. They're mm-hmm. telling us what they want, and they're using stakeholder as a word to make you think you're part of it. But my friends, that's like the chickens thinking they work with me when I own them. <laughs> the thing about shareholder capitalism is that it's on contract. If you have a percentage of a company or shares in a company, you have a contract to verify. Stakeholder is just it's subjective. Like one day I could dump trash up river and say everyone down river is a stakeholder in my behavior because they're all going to be affected by it. But then the next day I could say, no, nah, no, nah, I put a dam in there or, or a sifting mechanism. Now those people aren't stakeholders anymore because I changed the way my system works. So you have no recourse as a stakeholder in those systems is completely controlled from the top. I, I highly warn against it. I think Klaus has taken us down or attempting to take us down a very dangerous road, Klaus Schwab, with his World Economic Forum, stakeholder capitalism. And you're right, Tim, it is communism. It's a form of communism. All I know is Pete Buttigieg is having a bad week. Why <laughs> bad that? few months. He's had all these disasters happen and crises uh, happen under, you know, on his watch, basically. I mean, what, it was like the railroad strike and then the, the shipping uh, container issue. And mm-hmm. wasn't there, there was one other one before this that like just Remember, happened recently. He like went on vacation, disappeared. Oh yeah, it was like in Port, um, not Puerto Rico. Look at me, I can't remember. Some, I don't know. Something Th- like that. There's been, there's been like four or five issues con- consecutively that just have, you know, he hasn't, um, been dealing with that great but that's what happens when you uh make a diversity hire you hire the gay guy just because he's gay right i mean he really had no experience or or, um accomplishments to really put him in this position i don't necessarily think it was a diversity hire for booty judge no i think it's they're trying to tee him up for a future political career and he needed Uh, something beyond just being i guess i guess it's just really i mean that 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 job, that position is just a weird one. I but don't he's, think but he, he's... But he's cis. So it's like he doesn't even qualify as diversity at this point. He's like, what? Cis. Cis. Oh, cis. Yeah, cis. Right. Oh, cis. cis. Yeah, no, that's... When... when, when <laughs> yeah, see? I got you. Okay. When, uh, when they were talking about him, like all the activists on Twitter were like, he doesn't count as no. LGBT because he's a white man. Just being gay isn't enough no. anymore, right. especially no, being no. white and gay. Yeah. No, no, that's very so low. A, that's it, very low on right. ranks now. Yeah, no. he's not a diversity hire. I guess not. <laughs> You've proved me wrong. Do you guys think that the uh, this FAA issue with the um, the computer program is a false flag and or a computer virus that a foreign country put in the system? Some Many people speculated it might have been a, might have been a cyber attack. Yeah. The Biden administration said it wasn't. I would lean more towards their intentionally crippling the economy. And this had a profound impact. We were affected by this. We had people who needed to fly out for work and we had a hiccup that delays us. What y'all need to understand about economic warfare. Let me tell you something. China and the U.S., they're both at war. A component of that war and a component of every war is let's go all the way to the beginning. Putting food in bellies. The saying goes that soldiers march on their stomachs. If you can't feed your soldiers, you lose the war. That is to say, you need to find food and you need to be growing that food. There need to be people who are working farms. Otherwise, there's no war. So for someone like China or Russia or anyone else at war, shutting down our capability of flight means all all this economic activity just ceases. And that means our ability to develop tech, our ability to run our businesses is diminished. Simply put, it's very similar to if 
You were at war with someone thousands of years ago, and you set fire to all their farms so they couldn't feed their soldiers. Our planes getting shut down may seem like, well, we can't fly and have fun and go travel on vacation. But in reality, it means with tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of flights canceled, business is shutting down. For days, too, because it'll be yep. people trying to be catch up. I think when we talk about insurrection, people say they marched into the Capitol building and stood there that they destroyed or disrupted the government, maybe in part, this is the kind of thing that's an insurrection. If these were American citizens that implanted a virus, like shutting down the electrical grid, the transportation system, the food supply, though that's real insurrection mm-hmm. in an economic warfare state. The fact that they're mm-hmm. using the World Economic Forum terminology just says to me, like, outright, I don't trust them. Mm-hmm. Because these are the same people who are like, we shouldn't be flying on planes. Planes are bad. But they... They all fly on private jets. With their 5,000 jets at the climate like summit. <laughs> exactly. They don't want you to have it because you're a pleb, but they should have it. Yeah. Because, well, those that's planes not fair. Are, well, it's bad for our stakeholders. <laughs> but me flying on a private jet to do the work that I do to save the world is good for our stakeholders. You right. see how that works? Yeah, they, they, they consider that like, you know, a benefit for the earth because they're so important and they're such geniuses that they're going to go solve it. But they need to take their private jet and, and cruise on their private yachts, mega yachts. You know, and it's all part of the process. You have to trust the process and, and the science. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Stakeholder capitalism is, a, is, is the future, my friend. It makes no sense. I don't understand. I still don't understand it. It's Who, communism. It's, it doesn't you're make You're not supposed impossible. to understand it. You're it's supposed not capitalism. to be confused. It, I'll tell you exactly what it is. It is Chinese-style communism. If you read their website, they say that stakeholder capitalism takes into consideration anyone impacted by a business, mm-hmm. not just the shareholders and the customers. This allows free market opportunities to flourish while still being responsible, and that's meaningless. It yeah, also- this, is a, this is about the centralization of power. A, a very few people have a lot of power. They want all of it. They want more of it. So what better way to do it than to think of these new buzzwords that, of course, amount to anything. And essentially what they're building up to here, some people have called it the Great Reset. Some people have called it the UN 2030 agenda. Some people have called it the New World Order. At the end of the day, all of it leads to is the massive centralization of power for themselves. Davos is about to start next week, and their theme for next week is, quote, cooperation in a fragmented world. The list of attendees was released, and it's the FBI director, the CEOs of Amazon, BlackRock, Pfizer, the Gates Foundation, the Soros Network, 52 heads of state, 600 CEOs are going to be meeting at one of the highest points in all of Europe, where they, of course, will meet privately, talk about a lot of things publicly as well. But at the end of the day, this is a list of of just absolute lunatic criminals coming together that are going to come together in a way that benefits them. And they're going to think of more schemes, more buzzwords in order to convince you to give up your power and authority to them. You know what this makes me think of is the Bilderberg group or the, the Bilderberg meetings. Remember that? Yeah, Whatever yeah. happened to those? Is they this still like, happen. I, 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 cover, I, I covered it last year and okay. it was me and my friend, just uh, Josh, uh, Friedman that covered it, and we were the only two journalists there. Wow! And you could still see that coverage, um, you know, yeah. on, on my YouTube channel, but no I one else really talked like, about. I, I thought they like dropped off, and this was like their new gig, but it, it's still happening. Well, there's there's private meetings amongst other private meetings. There's uh, smaller groups and bigger groups, and you know, you know, when 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 you have so many powerful people coming together in one room, when you have the FBI director coming and meeting with the heads of Pfizer, there there's a lot of ability there for them to, of course, hey, say I'm going to give you this money in oh, this yeah. way. You just kind of make sure you weaponize the intelligence state to go after our critics. Mm -hmm. And to think that that's not happening, that these people aren't colluding together and conspiring together for their own personal benefit is absolutely naive. I mean, that's the sole purpose. Does anybody believe otherwise, truly? Well, when when, when we look at these meetings and we look at what these people say, especially Yoel Roth Harari, they're coming on 
saying there's going to be a, you know a, a time very soon where people are going to be uh, useless. There's oh, going to be a lot of people that are going to need to adjust themselves to live in virtual reality. Yeah. A lot of individuals who won't have any meeting, who won't have any jobs, who will be absolutely meaningless in our world, and we won't need them. So this is what they're thinking about. This is a part of also their fourth industrial revolution. Klaus Schwab likes to talk about this as well. But essentially, this is the larger takeover of our life and our society for the benefit of the very few. You got a couple of names mixed up. It's Yuval Noah Harari. Yeah, Yuval. Yeah. Um, Yoel Roth is the Twitter guy guy that was oh, fired. They look very similar, and by the way. Similar names. <laughs> they look extremely similar. Thank you for that fact Yuval check. Noah Harari is a fascinating guy. He Absolutely. wrote Sapiens, the book. And I mean, it, in a way, they're talking about the transhumanist, you know, evolution and how we're, we are, you know, in a lot of ways, we're, we're becoming cyborgs, you know, maybe, inevitably, maybe. Um, so it, it, I, I think it's not like they're completely wrong about everything and pure evil. Like, they're just trying to find a way to make things not go to World War III. But I don't agree no, with that direction. I, I, I think Where did you get that? They're, 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 they're from. obsessed with chaos. They do not want chaos. They're obsessed with preventing they're, they're, chaos. That's not true. They're the masters they're of chaos. chaos. I, yeah, yeah. They, they're, they're, it's, it's called, there's a thing called order out of chaos. They sow yeah. the chaos in order to yes. get the, right. the, they create the problem in order that. to create the solution be which right. benefits them. That, that's, that's their kind of code book no, that they've been working from for a very long time. Because yeah. you look at a lot of our problems that humanity deals with, these problems are usually engineered from a top exactly. level and exactly. done in a way where, of course, people will guide galvanized towards them, asking them to please stop, or only when they give up their money or their rights does it stop. Exactly. And then it, it never does stop. It's just a larger con game that people keep playing into um, that's screwing them over. Yeah, I thought 9-11 was like that. Just whip people up into a frenzy, got them all to go to war in the Middle East for weapons that didn't exist, and then... So you think the next one's aliens or something? I the mean, next- the pandemic is a great example, too. I mean, they, they, they manufactured this fear, you know, by... The indoctrination. They honestly groom society with this. Big Pharma groom them and, and all of their cohorts, but to make them basically beg for a vaccine to open back up, you know, to yeah, give yeah. them their lives well, back. Trump. What? Trump was the one who who, who sped the, Operation Warp. It was all him. Don't they, get they, me started. They, they engineered. They engineered a lot of things. Uh, exactly. With that. But like, but then they come in with their their solutions to the problems they create. Like if COVID wasn't put on TV and just blasted everywhere twenty four seven for like a year and a half, two years, people would not think anything of it. They'd think it, they were getting a cold or like you know a flu or whatever. Uh, I think it was substantially worse than that. No, I'm not saying it's just the common I, cold. I, I, I'll tell you. It. From what when I've talked to people and from my experience, I don't know, did you get COVID? I did. But the what we had, yeah. it felt like something strange. Okay, no, I, I had it and so did my fiance. We had it at the same time and it presented in me as a horrible headache. Like I feel like my head was smashed in with like an axe. You know, I mean just the 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 excruciating pain. It was mostly that for me. And and it felt very much like a flu besides that. Like it was like an extreme flu for me. But I know that obviously I know it has killed people. I know it has put people in hospitals. I'm not if, saying if, it's it was nothing. I'm just saying like I feel like if it wasn't so manufactured, like the media um spotlighting it and just, you know, running the numbers twenty four seven, like I don't think people would have thought it was some massive pandemic like global pandemic i think they would have thought I, something I, was going around you know that was not good but i don't you know now like i, they, I half agree okay fair enough it was so bad for me that i actually had to stop working really and that's well, like that and, never and, happened and i actually called the hospital 
Okay. Early and variant. Like, yeah. I so I, I was like, I was ready to go and get put in a hospital bed. That's how bad it was. Yeah. I was, I was basically hyperventilating. I, my temperature dropped by like eight degrees. And then I did the only thing a smart person would do is I called Joe Rogan. Yeah, you have to call, call Joe, Joe Rogan. Joe, help, please. <laughs> no, but I called the hospital and they were like, good luck. And then I was like, okay. And then I was like, I guess I'll just, I, I'll, I'll probably be fine because I know all the data and everything. Yeah. And that, that, as it was getting late, it was so intensely bad. I was like, if this doesn't peak here, I will be in the hospital on a ventilator. You're very lucky you didn't go to the hospital because a lot of people that did were put on certain drugs mm -hmm. and put down, uh, put on ventilators that gave them organ failure. Yeah. I called Joe. Joe talked to me. I ended up calling a private doctor. Private doctor gave me a prescription, cured me overnight. Isn't that amazing? Monoclonal yep. antibodies. And and that's the thing. Like they the the government, the media, whoever, the puppet masters, they didn't want you to have ivermectin or whatever you know these things are that would clear it up very fast. I Instead, disagree with that. You don't think, so, but they like banned discussing it. What you don't think that they wanted? They you think they wanted us to have ivermectin? I, I, I have, I, I, no, I think they, I, I think they didn't want you to have it, but I don't think ivermectin does anything. It helped I, a lot of people. It's a worm I I, I, Well, there's a no? new study that just came out that that. Well, whatever it, Joe Rogan, whatever you're yeah. talking about, yeah, like Joe Rogan, anything besides Joe Rogan the outright told me to get monoclonal antibodies. Okay, uh, what and I'm talking. I didn't, I didn't take the ivermectin because I didn't want it. Right. And then my the doctor made me take it several days later when I was already better. And then the Daily Beast smeared me claiming that I was the poster <laughs> boy for ivermectin when I was like I didn't even want it. Right. Yeah, no. Yeah, so yeah. What, I had I had a different experience. I was you know pr prophylactically taking it, and mm. I had a totally different experience than a lot of other people do. And there, now, there's a new study that came out specifically with that uh, with ivermectin, highlighting a, a lot of very surprising findings, especially if there's early treatment that actually did support a lot of help for a lot of individuals and a lot of people. But again, we're not medical doctors. We're not here giving you any kind of medical advice. Uh, but it wasn't just that. It was also the antibodies yes. that the government went after and tried to deny to the American people as the federal government was saying, hey, Florida's having a lot of success with this. Florida, give us all of your uh, antibody treatments right now. And Florida... Florida, luckily, was one of the few states that said, no, we're going to keep giving it out. And this is why Florida had such a success compared to, of course, New York and Mich Michigan, where they took sick people and put them in nursing homes. Yeah, I don't like the censorship, but I don't like the tribal, I'll agree with something because the other side said it. No, right. no. So like right. when, when I was going through all the ivermectin data and I was like, eh, I don't know what we see here. You've got one side saying no one's allowed to talk about it. Another side saying it's a miracle cure, and I think neither are true. I just want to be clear. I or I think you should be able to talk about it, but I don't think it's a miracle. I cure. wasn't like pushing just ivermectin. Like I, I don't care about I ivermectin. I was just saying in general, all the other things that were available to help people feel right. better and get better were suppressed, um, completely silenced, deplatformed. If you brought them up, because I'm like back to the uh, subject of you know creating chaos to bring order. Like mm -hmm. their desired order was the vaccine, and you know so they suppressed all of these other things that yeah. were actually helping people to bring the vaccine which is you know the order they created out of their chaos the big, including the early one, treatment the big one was monoclonal antibodies the yeah. Biden administration was trying to stop that when we when it was an fda approved treatment when we knew that it worked when it mm -hmm. for for those of us that got sick here within like six maybe like eight to 12, 10 hours of me getting it mm -hmm. i was better yeah and i and i told you how bad i had it that night I just like, it was like 4 a.m. and I was just like, That's amazing. I felt like yeah. everything was and, better. And they did stop it. The federal government said, you can't, you, you have to stop using this because there's allegedly a new strain. It was still helping some people that were dealing with the old strain, but the federal government said, no, 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 no. We're stopping the use of antibodies. And a lot of states had to stop it. They also made sure and prevented any kind of early treatment, which as we know now was key to, of course, helping people not deal with severe COVID. They also made sure that the post office was confiscating packages of ivermectin, even when doctors 
doctors were giving it out to their patients, not just for COVID, but for actual uh, parasite infections that people had. People were denied medications (laughs) because of this as the Rolling Stones was writing fake hit news pieces about ERs being overwhelmed with people taking too much ivermectin, which never, ever happened. Uh, Now there's a lot of new studies. There's a lot of new data. And again, early treatment, early use of of that stuff is showing in these latest studies is having a tremendous uh, effect and is helping people. The government never wanted to help you. They wanted you to be as weak, as sick as you possibly could. So you would need them and you would buy a product from their friends. Exactly. The hardest thing to figure out about all of this is that the data is wild across the board and correlation is not causation. Right. So we look at Sweden and people say stuff like they didn't lock down or they didn't mask or things like that. But they're also a population of 8 million people in relatively uh, sparse population settings in a relatively cold environment, which is very, very different from, say, Florida, which is higher population density in a very warm environment. So looking at data across the board from state like those two places, it's hard to actually figure it out if you're looking at New York or you're looking at California or, or at Haiti Minnesota. or Africa. Right. Specifically with other countries so, like Singapore or Israel. Mm-hmm. So my issue is I think everybody's lying about everything. <laughs> I think I think it's all political. I, I, I get frustrated by all of it because I desperately am trying to sort out what's true and what isn't. And you get people saying, pull into a 7-Eleven parking lot and get injected from a stranger, which is the stupidest thing I ever heard. But then you have people coming out and asserting, and I'm going to say it again because I know people are big on ivermectin. I'm like, dude, I've looked at a lot of the data. There's some good data. There's a lot of bad data. There's a lot of propaganda on both sides. And when I was like, when I was talking to Joe about it, this is like two years ago, I said, I'm not convinced. I've been looking at the data. I've been desperately trying to find what people are claiming to see. And I think what it is, is a lot of people are just like, I believe it. And I'm like, why, dude? Tell me why. Show me a study. There's, I've, I've, I've gone over, like, there's a website showing you all these different studies. And they're like, look at all these positive studies. And then I go through them and I'm like, Okay, this one is bad. This one is good. This one is. This one looks bad. This one looks stupid. This one looks real. CNN's lying about it. Wapo's lying about it. YouTube's banning people who talk about it. But I'm still only seeing like they're doing. The, they were doing this thing of um, they were taking groups of studies and then doing meta analysis on all of them. And then I'm just like, that's that's not definitive. Then you had in Uttar Pradesh, they were suggesting that one of the reasons ivermectin potentially showed promise was that it was actually curing people of parasites, which right. then allowed their immune, immune systems, systems and to their be guts fl- yeah. to work better. And then yeah. when I said that to Joe, Joe just goes, nah, it's a protease inhibitor. And I'm like, Joe, for what reason are you saying this to me? Like, no offense. Like, I, I like Joe. He's a smart guy. But like... You just believing that it's a protease inhibitor because someone told you that doesn't convince me when we're actually looking at people who are actually being cured of worms by this thing. Could it not be a protease inhibitor and a worm stunner? It, it stuns the worms and then your body kills them all. I just I, there was also maybe. a lot of uh, preliminary data showing other uh, coronaviruses being affected uh, uh, by ivermectin. This is why uh, ivermectin has been talked about in so many circles, even before it was called horse medicine, because it was found to have positive effects in people that were dealing not just with COVID-19, but other previous coronaviruses like uh, I think it was SARS and MERS out there. And there was some early data showing that it did help with those specific viruses and as well. There are studies that shows that it didn't, and there are people who are like, I choose not to believe that study. Yeah. And then every time someone like says, like, I saw a study that says this, and I'm like, and I saw a study that says it doesn't. See, it didn't. My, my, and I'm going through all the data, man. My gauge for that is basically what's 
forcing forcibly censored what can't you talk about like That's, what is being hidden and i am more inclined to then want to learn more about that thing or think that thing is good but i do agree with you that like this whole uh you know he said she said versus like you know this person hates it so that means it's great type thing it's exactly you know, it, what i'm talking i think about. it's really dangerous and i think it's i i, I don't agree with that way of thinking um, got, it seems very childish and and just not you know based on anything reasonable except we, for except for like a popularity contest or like uh, you know who you like more it's just that that shouldn't help yeah. be how people but, but base their we got, decisions we got treatment they gave us monoclonal antibodies yeah nad and a vitamin drip that night i fever broke pain went away i'm at i woke up at 4 a.m and i was like wow that's <laughs> it's it, like it was crazy three days later the prescription for ivermectin the doctor sent uh, uh, arrives and I said, Doc, I don't think I need it. And the doctor said, I want you to take it anyway. And I said, I am completely fine now. This is amazing. And right. they said, if it relapses or comes back, you're going to be mad you didn't follow my instructions. And I said, fine, whatever you say, Doc, trust your doctor. But my issue is, it, it's, it's exactly this. It gets censored and then people assume because it's censored, it must be good. And that's not a good answer for me. Right. I don't care what you guys believe. Yeah. If you guys think I'm wrong, you're allowed to do it. Comment, tell me I'm wrong, all of that stuff. It's fine. I sit here all day, every day, and I'm reading this stuff. And I have people saying that I'm either naive or ignorant. And it's like, bro, the only thing I do for, for 12 hours a day is just read constantly, mm -hmm. desperately trying to figure out why people think these things. And what I've concluded is that while there is some promising data, there's a ton of censorship, which breeds mistrust. What I'm finding is that a lot of this stuff is pure tribalism. Donald yeah. Trump yep. recommended this. There Therefore, people say it's good. Then they, they start censoring it. And I'm like, I think people are. He didn't are even recommend it. He was talking about no, possibilities. HCQ. Yeah, hydroxychloroquine specifically. He was talking about how, hey, there's some early data here looking at this. But ivermectin in a whole has, has been a, a breakthrough medication that has helped so many people deal with things like river blindness. And to, to yep. have it just uh, relocated as, as horse medicine was absolutely crazy. But the, the same people that were disingenuously attacking it were also uh, trying to deny people antibody uh, help. In New York, white people were told not to even try to get monoclonal antibodies uh, because their doctors have prioritized it for non-white people. Yep. They did the same thing in Texas. So th these are crazy individuals that know, hey, this is going to help people, but we're going to make sure that we're not going to give it to you because of the way you were born. This is how our scientific community, our medical community was being run. That That's no way to run anything, any kind of business, any kind of institution, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to people's lives. This yeah. was It was absolutely crazy what was happening during COVID. Absolutely insane. Uh, let's, jump, let's jump to this next story because I've been sitting on this one. We got this from the Daily Mail. AOC says that gas stoves are linked to reduced cognitive performance in spat with Republican Ronnie Jackson after he said he would never give his up. You may have heard the news. The Biden administration wants to ban gas stoves. This is a PSYOP. Sort of. Here's what happens. The Biden administration consumer protection group literally says on TV, we want to potentially ban gas stoves. CNN and the Washington Post then report definitively they want to ban gas stoves. Huge backlash ensues. Po uh, politicians and personalities like AOC come out and say, well, gas stoves are bad and there's indoor pollution. Then the backlash gets bigger and bigger and bigger and they look really stupid and they're pissing people off. So they issue a statement saying, no, 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 no. We never wanted to ban gas stoves. You're all crazy. Snopes then issues a story. Does the Biden administration want to ban gas stoves? False. And now anybody who claimed that they did is going to look stupid. They're reversing. Someone posted on Twitter, it's a trial balloon. They say something, 
And if the backlash is too big, they walk it back. Yeah, same with the invasion of Syria. That's what Obama did. Because people were like, hell no, we're not going to war in Syria. They didn't invade. Mm-hmm. They like doing. to see how far they can get or what they can get away with, you know. Or it's just they tried to do it and they were forced to pull back. Right. So uh, it's, it's like that story we, t- we talk about where eBay had a yellow website and then wanted to be white. But then everybody got mad when they changed it from yellow to white. So then they changed it back. And then every day they slowly incremented the shade <laughs> one degree. Uh, and then a year later, the website was white. Nobody cared. Really? I think yep. Cor- Cortez said that they're going to, uh, Alex, uh, AOC said that they're going to not ban gas stoves, but start only after 2030 creating electric stoves from here on out. And no mm. new apartments will have anything other than electric stoves. Well, many states have already implemented a lot of these very similar policies. I think New York and California already have it. Where if you're building uh, a building, you cannot have a gas stove inside of it. Uh, so that already is uh, very disproportionately attacking a lot of ethnic communities, especially that make their own food in their own kind of specific way, using a fire in order to do so. And w- when you use electric, this is this is going to mean that we're going to, of course, use more electricity, which is going to hurt the grid, yeah. which California already is dealing with a very serious problem with. Why are they doing this? Are they trying to deliberately destroy our, our energy sector? Yes. Yes. Also, I, I like electric better than gas. I, I like gas better because you can pick up the pan and turn it sideways and get heat all over the pan to get a more <laughs> even cook no you uh, can do that with electric no because if you lift it up you lose the heat off you electric. can turn it sideways and you can you got to keep touching and the, it though. and the problem with uh it's have you ever felt near the electric stove not Super hot the problem with gas in my opinion is that the, the fire moves and it creates an uneven cook no matter what but you that's do. fun that's the fun part you of see it. that's <laughs> working that's with the fire uh-huh see i like a consistent stable even cook and you like chaos i think that it's more consistent with fire because you I'm can get ian. the sides and stuff i like the chaos i'm with you ian well, when my pan is on full contact with the electric, the bacon cooks perfectly all around. I think for more exquisite long-term cooks, you want you want to be able to mediate your temperature at will. Like in a split second, you want you to go can from- You do that on electric. What are you talking about? Well, you got to go, you want it 70 degrees cooler than you want it 45 degrees cooler it's over here. Than 50, <laughs> and you want to, I don't think so. Because if you pick it you up to a, shake it around, you lose the you heat have contact. You a flat disc of heat. That you can move in any direction you want. With fire, the fire's going all crazy and all over the yeah, place. You have no idea. The what point is, is, you got to maintain con- physical contact with the electric element. Because if you lift it no, up, you with, don't. Yeah. Otherwise, you. But lose if it. you're working with like woks, right, which a lot of people walk, in the Asian yeah. communities are, you need a fire. You yeah. can't have an electric. Okay. Fair and point. The, yeah. A problem yeah, is a walk, that yes. people yeah. will use wood. They'll end up using dirtier things than gas if they don't have access to flame. That's what I'm concerned. Yeah. About. Yeah. Do you want good Chinese food or crappy Chinese food? I want good <laughs> Chinese food. I want well, that no, wok no. in there. I want that rice prepared nicely. Ian, Ian makes a good point. People in rural areas without access to gas will start burning wood. Yeah, and that is so dirty. Yeah, that's what happened in South Africa, man. All the all the gas became. Uh, I don't remember the whole story, but basically, people started using fire, and it depleted all of the natural forests in the area because they just used it to make fire to warm their houses. And the carbon—it's going to put all that yeah. carbon. Back yeah, in the which is terrible for your, your lungs. And on top terrible. of that, if your power goes out and you have an electric stove, good luck getting some heat to light a fire to warm yourself up mm-hmm. if it's the middle of the winter. Or At least back food. in the day, you had a gas thing you could get the element on, light a candle on fire. Yeah, for me, this is happening in order to push the kind of digitization of everything to to. to to fully have a technocratic society, you need everyone dependent on technology. And if you're able to cut off that technology, you're able to control people more. And and, and cutting people's ability uh, to heat their own food by just simply 
clicking a button, that could be easily done with this new policy. And I think that's why they're really doing it, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I personally prefer electric, but I don't want them to eliminate the gas because of this reason exactly. I mean, I really don't think we're far from like a social credit score. You know what we see in China? Like, and I really think that the, with, with the push for le- electric, everything, electric cars, especially, um, you know, and now this and everything else. Oh, um, you liked gays for groomers. No cooking for right, you for exactly. a week. Oh, your Tesla is also going to be gays off too. against groomers, yeah. by yeah. the way. Sorry, sorry. Gays <laughs> against proper grooming. Goodness. Let's talk about grooming. Well, we like, so no, if, you know what? They, I, I tell they, groomers, like actual pet groomers, that they should just refer to themselves as pet stylists from now on because if they if they ban <laughs> gas stoves nationwide, that means rural people won't have access, and a lot of those people have gas tanks at their houses, which would put their cooking on the grid, and the grid can be controlled by external forces. Yeah. So it's it's just centralization, J- just like mm-hmm. electric cars, you know. I think that yeah, that's never also be another reason. I want to have that you have a kill switch, which exactly. a lot of governments are working on, especially in Europe right now, where they could just turn off your car whenever they want. That's to. so scary. It's freakish, dude. Yeah, I want to get a heating element on my phone on the new Android model, where I can like a cigarette lighter, push a button, and it'll heat up. Oh, they have those. I'm pretty sure. Oh, good. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think they have those. I think I saw that. Get me off cool. the grid. Of course, they can shut my phone off if they wanted. <laughs> that's well, how they, they track but, you, Ian, with the cell phone. But you can also get solar. The problem with solar systems is they're also hooked to the grid. Yeah. So if this system, like if, if anything did happen where they're trying to control everything, you'd have to create your own electrical grid, like small one off the grid. Like we have the, we have the van that has its own electrical system. I can, I can plug into it without having to worry about anything. But even our solar system, which is like we generate our own electricity with solar panels, we have to get permission mm-hmm. from the grid to activate. Can you plug the uh, RV into the grid? As well as have it off grid. Yes, that's cool. Yes, shore power. So you can actually sync the battery up to the grid if you want, and that doesn't you don't need permission for that. You just plug it in. But like a big solar system, before we can even turn it on, we got the government has to come and do an inspection and all that stuff. I know methane's dirty. I know that, and you don't want to breathe in direct methane. Obviously, you cook with a ventilation system. But uh, I mean, what's the the op, the other option is is burning wood. I mean, that's re, the reality of it. Is everybody's yelling at me saying that gas is the way to go? I'm just saying when I'm cooking bacon. I got this nice, even cook on the bacon. It's done super quick. I don't got to worry about it. I want to give a special shout out to to Chef Andrew Gruel for being extremely vocal about this and (laughs) making noise, going on TV, talking about this. He was talking about this uh, on the show before this even became an issue. If Mm -hmm. you remember that time he came on the broadcast, it was a great podcast. If you haven't listened to it, check it out. Uh, How do you say his name again? Uh, Andrew Gruel, I believe. How do you spell it? G-R-U-E-L, I think. That was a great podcast, and he he was warning uh, about that very specific issue. And now, now it's here. He's a professional chef. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, that would be chefgruel.com. And then he cooked and he cooked for us. Oh, yeah, that was which great. I enjoyed. We have we have an electric downstairs and I'm always sad about it. I'm always wishing I had an open flame. Well, I have an we'll, open uh, flame we'll, in we'll my make RV. A brick, we'll make a brick wood oven. Yeah. At Freedomistan. That's how you do and it. We'll throw some wood in there and then some charcoal. Wood. A little, little natural wood. wood. You'll go to the forest, you'll get your own wood. Get a little carbon. There's probably a bunch of trees that already fell down. You'll chop them up and you'll do the work, Ian. I'm into it. To convert the energy to I gotta get food. a really nice chainsaw. You ever <laughs> use a chainsaw? I haven't. But you know what? This is a random side note. I used to be, well, not long ago, I was really into bushcraft. So like this all oh, sounds really fun nice. to me. I never got into it, but like I would watch endless hours of bushcraft videos on YouTube. It was like relaxing to me. And I was thinking like, why am I so into this? And I think maybe my subconscious was like to prepare you. Like you might need these skills sometime <laughs> in the near future, but yeah. no, but that sounds fun to me. I'd be, I'd be totally game for that. I was watching the Island, uh, with what is it bear grills did you guys ever see that show a couple of years ago the island where they i don't know something I've, called the island where I've, they go 12 14 people oh, on an island trying to survive mm-hmm. men versus women 
I just, last night I was just pouring over episode after episode of it. Uh, same thing. I've got this fascination with the survival life, although I'm there's yeah. the, there's the really famous, grateful for the things I have. Exactly. The really famous ones where they have the men and women separate. Yeah, that's the... Oh, and then yeah. the men, Naked like, within free. 10 minutes have, like, a functioning society. With, like, a <laughs> that's how I fell into it. I was watching, and like, the women, Andrew Tate And the women stuff. are lost walking around That's crying. transphobic. But this is... This, I'm not, not, like, <laughs> no, there's, I'm there's numerous episodes <laughs> of these shows, and it's like... It's almost like there are differences between... The sexes. It's yeah, like the guys huh? have like a cabana and they're it's like crazy. serving drinks. Yeah. There was one I watched. Yeah. I think it was Bear Grylls where like the women kept going in circles. That's the one I watched last night. And they were crying? For days. Yeah, for and days. They for, couldn't find their base camp. So the girls at the base camp were just like, they've abandoned oh us. Oh my God. <laughs> for three, they three twice or three times. They, they were going in giant circles. What the? But what got me there was I was watching Andrew Tate's stuff about misogyny. And then they were like, oh yeah, are men and women even as good at survival? And then I was like, well, let's, let, let's watch this thing. So you watched some Andrew Tate content? I've been really diving deep on the Andrew Tate stuff lately. Destiny and um, Pearl. Uh, oh, yeah. Just Pearl, just Pearly Things did a, mm-hmm. did a episode about it today I, that came out. Did you guys see I that? have like no interest in the Andrew Tate saga. <laughs> what do you get? What's your vibe from a distance? I mean, I seen? think he's a, you know, piece of, I don't know what I, if I can, I can't swear. Whatever. Piece of work. I, I don't think he's a good guy. I don't like him. I don't like his method. Obviously, you know, I'm, anti-matrix you know he, mm-hmm. his whole thing with the matrix which i think the way he just markets that is very corny um but you know there's i just feel bad that these are this this is one of the role models uh the most prominent role models for like young men in our society like i just think they deserve better but um i'm not a fan personally and i just i i don't keep up with the drama of it Right. Personally, I'm with you. I want to like him because of some of the stuff he said. But right. It just is well broken. You know. Yeah, I agree with some of the stuff he said. I just I don't like him. I think he's a sleazy character. Um, obviously, you know, he's stringing these young men along, promising them great things, like to be to make something great out of themselves. And honestly, you know, I, I watched. I did watch one video, kind of on his tenants program or whatever, like the Matrix. I don't even know what it's called. But like you join this program and he's basically, you know, promising to to teach you how to achieve financial freedom and like own 10 Lamborghinis like him or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's basically just like a, a basic, you know, Shopify 101 course, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, and like it teaches you drop shipping, which you could learn for free on YouTube in like a day. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't like people that take advantage of, you know, people. It's do you think just do you, do you think you should be in prison profit. or do you wait, and wait for the evidence until you think that? Oh, definitely evidence. Wait for the yeah, evidence. Right. I mean, I think that in order to hold him like he says that the matrix is against him. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, I do remember he put out that he he was on some podcast or whatever and kind of primered it that like, you know, they're coming after me just because I'm so successful and I'm breaking the matrix and whatever. So they're going to arrest me. I think he probably knew that something was coming down the pipeline. And mm-hmm. so he put that out as kind of like, you know, to set the stage for it basically and like he didn't do anything wrong because they're just out to get him like he planted that idea but i'm sure there is evidence like i'm sure there is something but i am not going to judge him until that's fully known exactly Um, i I think he admitted to most a lot of it which is like i don't know if you would call what he did what he admitted to sex trafficking i'm not sure the exact definition of sex trafficking but if you if you invite a woman out to work for you uh and then or you invite a woman out because because she, she's in love with you, and then she gets there, and you're like, "By the way, why don't you start doing this cam work for me?" Is that is that a no? Point? That's not what it is. It's that you say, "I love you. Come work with me. We're going to do this thing." And then when she gets there, you're like, "If you don't do it, I'm kicking you out and taking your money away, yeah. forcing her into the position." Pull the rug. It's called. Like but but here's thing. here's the issue I see with Tate is because I've been looking at a lot of stuff as well, and some of it, I really do feel like. You guys ever see that movie, um, The Life of David Gale? Yeah. 
It's a I good love movie. that movie. It's really good. That is I, such an underrated movie. Yes, Back I know. when Kevin Spacey was, it was okay That's to like right. him. That's right. That's right. He was so great in that. All right, so basically what happens is this professor is at a party. He sees this, uh, this young woman who got like expelled or something. And then she's like, let's go in the bathroom and hook up. And then she says, like, be rough with me. And then he's like, bang her. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, rip him off, rip off my panties. And then he rips him off. And then she's like, yeah, yeah. And then she scratches him. And he's like, yeah. Then she says he raped her, ripped her clothes off, and she scratched him in self-defense, making it look like she planned the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So the reason I bring that up is not that I'm saying Andrew Tate is necessarily being falsely accused. But I'm wondering, when you look at a lot of these quotes, and I'm like, it sounds like they were kink playing. Mm-hmm. When he's like when when he says things that are so over like I was reading one quote where it's like according to a transcript he was saying like oh yes baby I enjoy raping you this is so good I was like <laughs> no rapist would actually sound like, real man no. <laughs> it's a little incriminating don't you say right right, right but it, like there's that viral video where apparently he's like beating a woman and the woman said that they were just like they were, they were it was kink yeah. like she wanted him to be rough right. and she was totally into it but they what they do is they take it out of context and they make it seem like mm-hmm. you shouldn't be allowed to do those things. Now I'm not I'm not trying to defend the guy saying he didn't do these things. I'm just saying some of them are so over the top. I have to wonder if like He's just playing. Oh, if there's ever going to be false allegations against Andrew Tate, now is the time for them to come out. And well, some of the people, what they're suggesting is that one of the girls that was working for him got really loud mouth, smashing stuff up kind of person. And then she went and kind of caused this big scene. And then other people kind of piled on. Um, That's one suggestion. Mm -hmm. But, you know. Well, this has been an ongoing investigation since April. So we're going to see what the Romanian authorities kind of put out there. Uh, So far, I mean, we got some text messages from Vice that were, you know, allegedly reduplicated. Uh, who knows what the whole conversation was really about? What, they only show Andrew texting, but not the responses. What was the response? What was the conversation? I'm waiting to, to find out more before making any kind of judgment calls. But uh, whatever people think, both scenarios could be true here. It could be you know the Matrix or whatever you call it, and he could be a bad guy. It could be both. It could be one of them. It could yeah. be neither of them. Who knows? Uh, let's wait until we actually see the real evidence. Let's, let's jump to the story from Fox News. Harvard Medical School offers course about healthcare for LGBTQIA plus infants. The course promises to focus on serving gender and sexual minority people across the lifespan. What does that what does that mean? An LGBTQIA infant prebubescent human beings who haven't formed the ability to speak have already formed sexual identity. Is that what they're saying? I think that's what they're trying to say. Yes. I mean, and this is coming from Harvard. This, yeah, this story, we were made aware of this story today and we did a video on it. On it. One of our members did a video on it. And it's just, it's, I don't have the proper words to describe it. You know, it's like, there is no red line. How, how can they claim that infants are LGBTQIA, but then also claim it's, it's social conditioning? Right. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Yeah, isn't th- it? This argument is that it's inherent within all people. So pick um, one, which is it? Right. I mean, how, are, how, how, okay. So my thing is children, uh, that includes infants and babies. They cannot, they're, they're, they don't understand what uh, sexuality is. You know, they don't, they don't have these feelings. So they, they cannot be um, any sexuality. Like they're just not developmentally there yet. And the fact that babies mm-hmm. are even being thrown into this, I mean, it's almost like a mockery. I mean, it, it, they just keep, you know making things worse and throwing more and more at the wall and just i think it's to shame everybody just a, a humiliation ritual basically of like this is what our country is turning it's into. also for profit well of course oh no that is the main that is the main thing behind it all i mean you know they the big pharma and and all these hospitals with their gender clinics they see they just see these walking dollar signs i mean like to to get a child hooked up into this system 
um, and get on these, you know, hormones and puberty blockers and then eventually the surgeries and what else? The, the maintenance that that requires is a lifetime. I mean, they are lifetime patients. And so when they get them young, I mean, these are these are mil- a million dollars each, maybe more than a million dollars each throughout their lifetime. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an ongoing thing till the day they die. They're going to be needing these things to maintain it. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I think that that is like the number one motivator behind this entire movement. Um, but yeah, talk, it's it's talk about loyal customers. Oh yeah, because you have to yeah. keep buying the pills. Exactly. You have to keep you, doing the procedures, and there's a lot of complications with them. I believe there's a monetary incentive, but I also think there's a larger kind of deeper incentive when it comes to breaking down the family unit. And I think there's even potentially an even bigger agenda when it comes to uh, a transhumanist agenda, which of course is also going to be very important with the fourth, fourth industrial revolution mm-hmm. that the World Economic Forum is pushing, where they want to have people that are non-binary, non-identified with their actual sex, and are just cyborg of the machine yeah i can see that for sure uh, i don't think that you know pharma is the only um motivator here but i think it's a big one but yeah there there's a bunch there's others but tim i see you holding a Did interesting book i haven't read it i've seen enough you need to read it i've seen no, pictures and nope i haven't seen enough okay well i've you seen enough to know that better. it belongs nowhere near children and you That's know true. like these uh these people um these activists these radical activists that have hijacked our movement and people that use our community you know to like to push all this stuff. They're up in arms over book banning. They call it book banning. And it's like, yeah, it's pornography yeah. in kids' schools and libraries. Like, pornography for kids should be banned. Like, I'm sorry. What, what they, you know, they always it's try- kink and, education. Kink, oh, got it. Well, that's, that's, that's it's, so it's like, a lot of people on the right are calling it porn. And I'm like, well, some of it, yeah, but I think it's more kink education, which is, compl- which is worse. It's one thing for like a, an adult to be like, I am aroused and enjoy watching this. It's another thing if you have like a curriculum where it's like, here's how to use an, an insertion device. Right. Like when I Chicago say pornography, like I don't mean, you know, like it's literal pornography, but you know, it, right, right, w- right. the writing, it's suggesting, I mean, it's sexual activities. It, it, it's uh, in great detail but, and exploring that, encouraging, you know, young children to explore that within themselves. The reason I ask if you read it is because we talked about this quite a bit the other day. The book is actually very little about the weird sexual explicit stuff and overtly about how her parents were extremely abusive towards her. Mm -hmm. And she couldn't read till she was 12. She would pee in the yard. She smelled so bad the counselor had to pull her out of class and tell her, like, people are complaining about your stench. And she was wearing menstrual pads that were so old they were crusted with blood that was flaking off into her pants. It's no wonder she doesn't want to be a woman. Oh, right. It's, it's It's not an issue of, like... I feel a different way. It's that her parents were extremely abusive towards her. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about like LGBTQIA kids. Yeah. No, I don't. I, I, I think they're totally wrong about this. We were talking to the Hodge twins and they were saying that they thought that a lot of this stuff is learned. And I said, I don't think so. And they said, well, if it's not learned, then how could you groom a kid? And I was like, you can abuse and traumatize a kid into doing all sorts of crazy things. You can get someone to smoke cigarettes. Smoking cigarettes isn't good for you, right? Mm -hmm. You can get people to do things. But what I was saying is like, if you take like humans free of anything else and have them run around, once they grow up, they will figure out how to procreate. Mm -hmm. If you traumatize and abuse them, you will cause fear, panic, and, and, you know, problems in their future. So they're talking about LGBTQIA kids. That's why I'm telling everybody to at least, you know, figure out how to look at the beginning of this book, because what's really showing is how these people get traumatized and beaten into being terrified of who they are sure. and hating who they are. I understand that. Like the, the, the thing in question in this book where she's like is, is getting the, the pleasure, you know, the adult act, yeah. she says she hates it. 
And then the end says she doesn't want to do any of this and is, and is asexual and doesn't want to be involved. And it's like, yeah, just absolute trauma, trauma and abuse. It's and true. so what, what's happening is these people who are traumatized want to share that trauma with the, the next generation mm -hmm. and push it onto them. I think that's definitely part of it. I think that the people that are traumatized, though, they, they do want to do that. I think there's much more behind it, though, too. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, these this book is one of many, right, that are yeah. just, you know, that, that cover this topic and other inappropriate topics. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, and in terms of grooming kids, I mean, you can, I, I believe that you are born gay. Like, I, I believe that um, you can be born gay and, like nothing happened to me as a kid nothing i know so many gay people they had great childhoods nothing ha you know a lot of people say like oh you you were traumatized or abused or whatever like a a myriad of different um possibilities well, that to clarify i'm referring to someone who says i am not a woman and i don't want to be romantic with anybody it's like that feeling right there is because her parents were abusing her yeah you know no I, mean? I know i'm getting there i'm saying but uh you were saying like um that what did you say exactly? You were saying that like uh, kids can't be you. That none of this stuff can be learned, or or um. I'm referring to like the non-binary gender stuff. Yeah, we're talking about like LGBTQIA plus infants or whatever. I'm saying that I agree with you. Like I think people. Like, I, I think some people are just gay. Some people, like, yeah. you know. But as far as, like, the non-binary, and when we're getting into, like, gender ideology and gender identity, I mean, I think that that can very, very strongly be manufactured and implanted in kids' heads and, like, even be seen as trendy now, which it is. You know, like, um, I have um, my fiancé's sister. Uh, she's in her teens, and um, she goes to school, obviously, and like she's she was telling us how like it's not even okay, it's not even you're not cool enough if you're just gay anymore, you know. So these right. kids are are this is just being this culture being um, put into these schools and just into into society, you know, through media and everything that that it's very trendy. And I think that, I mean, I think that gender identity is definitely something that can be manufactured and to lead these kids into believing that they were born in the wrong body because they don't fit perfectly into like a little binary stereotype box you know well that, that's exactly it like this book really outlines that and i think if people are, are trying to understand what's causing people to experience this look at what happens you get a little girl her parents let her run around wild in the yard peeing in the yard there's like no supervision they don't even, like, she couldn't read till she was 12. That's mm -hmm. a big one right there. Yeah. That's a huge indicator of abuse. Oh, yeah. But she draws a picture of a menstrual pad crusted with black blood. It's in the first, like, the first portion of the book. And she's like, I would wear these for days with the blood flaking off like coffee grounds. And it's just like, this person isn't non-binary. Right. They are, they are, they, they had a mother who didn't tell her how to live and how to be hygienic, how to clean her body. And how to socialize. So when she was rejected by society for being a, a and I mean this without, like, I'm not trying to be mean, but filthy, literally, mm -hmm. and uh, unhygienic and, and, and smelling like feces, she rejects it and says, it's an issue of being a woman. No, that's not being a woman. Right. Being a woman isn't, isn't smelling bad and being made fun of and insulted, but she associates those things because she's like, you really read it and it's like she lives in the wilderness, basically. And then when she tries socializing with normal kids, she can't read and communicate properly or I've, socialize. I've heard of other stories about that, like where, where these children are so abused and neglected. Like, I forget the name, but, um, you know, she was locked in a basement for like the first 12 years of her life 
didn't know how to talk at all, like knew nothing. And obviously, you know, <laughs> that's that's a rare case. I mean, maybe not so rare. I don't know. But like that case in terms of uh, becoming gender queer or non-binary or whatever i don't know i mean that's one reaction to to this kind of abuse but yeah it, the fact that yeah but but you know there's a saying that's like hurt people hurt people right so like now this person is writing her story and that's fine share your story but it's one thing to write it and get it out there and share it with the world and then another to want it in kids hands right you know like even that that topic of just abuse like i i truthfully i didn't know that was all in that book like you know i've i've seen um, bits of it online, but I, I've never, um, well then, and then with all that abuse, she writes about how she goes to the queer straight Alliance and they're all cheering for her and saying, how right, much they love right, her. Yeah. So imagine you smell like crap. You've got dried blood in your pants for days. Your counselor is telling you like, you smell like crap. Something's wrong with you. You've got hairy legs. The girls are making fun of, and you can't read and you're peeing in the floor. And then someone comes and says, I affirm you. You're okay. And I love you. All of a sudden, you feel good, and you say, please, I will do anything. Give me more of this feeling. Right. Yeah. Sad, that, man. That's that cycle of abuse. It is sad. That is very sad. The abuse that the person takes on, wow. they start to rationalize as normal and okay, and it wasn't the abuse that was the problem. It was the gender or whatever, and then when they get older and they're around kids, they're like, you know what? That abuse that I experienced, it is okay. So if I do it to you, there's nothing wrong with that, and then that cycle you know, you got to accept like it wasn't okay what your mom did to you, Maya. That wasn't okay. You should have been had clean pants, man. You should they should have been there for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a you know important issue. People who are you know abused uh, sometimes come out as abusers themselves, or they go the other direction and they become advocates against the abuse. And it could go either one of those two ways, depending on the human being, depending how they're raised. Uh, but you know, I, I just kind of wanted to ask you since you're kind of looking into this. Uh, you know, a lot of this is in our schools, in our entertainment, in our social media. I mean, this is going to have a lot of long-term effects, not only on the family unit, but of course on on everyone being dependent on big pharma, everyone's mm-hmm. emotions and hormones being all dysregulated. Uh, what, what do you see here as the end game? How do how would you even quantify? It? Why do you? This is the question. Why is this happening? Yeah, <laughs> that's a big question. Um, well, like I touched on before, I, I truly think big pharma is um, one of the main two motivators. Uh, well, maybe there are more than two, um, but big pharma, the profits, obviously, um, getting them hooked up to that system. I also think pedophilia is a huge motivator behind it because, I mean, it's not just about the transitioning of children medically. You know, it's like the whole thing. It's the sexualization, the, the introducing them to sexual to sexual um, content and material and events with the drag stuff, um, you know, having them now dance on stage for dollar bills. All of this, I think, is definitely rooted in the normalization of pedophilia. I think that that has been happening for a long time. That's been the goal for a long time. And, you know, back when when we were fighting for just the right to get married and, and people would warn of the slippery slope, you know, like, well, what's going to come next? Pedophilia is next. And I, th- I, I genuinely thought these people were insane because all I wanted was the right to marry. And I was happy to pack it up and go home after that. I think we all should have gone home after that. Like, I don't know why these events are still taking place when we have all of our rights. Like, we won the game, go home. And now, you know, so I back then I thought those people were absolutely insane that were warning of the slippery slope. But now we're here and I'm like... Well, they were right. <laughs> you know, turns out they were right. And the push has always been to normalize pedophilia. With And I think the end game here is to get a P attached to our acronym, our ever-growing acronym. Um, There's a few P's already. Is there? Yeah, PAN. Oh, well, right. it's not It's not in the official acronym. 
but yeah like who the, makes the official <laughs> i don't know i don't know i don't abide by it none of us do we don't like that but who makes the flag for that matter you know it's a good question like for, i was i was in donald frederick and i saw uh, uh it's the, it was the pride flag with the black and brown on it it's and the trans so ugly and an eagle an eagle yeah i haven't seen the eagle one i've seen the one with the circle the yellow circle with like a purple circle in it or something i don't know what that means i don't know what any of this means and then another one just came out recently with like do you remember like the The, red umbrella yeah the puckered anus what is that (laughs) it's it's a it's a symbol of sex work they call it an umbrella but you know you know what it is it's a booty hole yeah it's a booty hole perfect i've always been really LGB is like its own to me. Yeah, someone's gay, they're bi, they're they're lesbian, whatever. Lesbian is a kind of gay, so it's almost like redundant. But like, <laughs> what's the difference? Just like it's a label. You say your name. Is it the way you want? Is it what you want? Like, what makes you gay in your opinion? Wanting it or the act and not wanting it at all, but having the act happen. Um, being gay is a. I mean, I'm romantically attracted to women. You know, I am physically attracted to women. I only want to be with women. You know, I can I can appreciate if a man is handsome or not, but I feel nothing towards them. So it's being gay isn't an act for me. It's a feeling. I mean, it's who I am. Like, you know, it's part of me. But at the same time, I I cannot stand people that make being gay or whatever they are trans their entire identity. mm -hmm. You know, I look at being gay. Me being gay is like the same as I have dark hair. I'm also gay. You know, I also like wearing Adidas jackets. I don't know. It's just something about me. You know, it's part of me. But it's not all of me. It's not all of who I am. Yeah. Do you find that scale, the Kinsey scale? I was told my buddy in college was a gay dude. He was like, oh, yeah, everyone's on the Kinsey scale. Now I'm finding out Alfred Kinsey was like right. a psychopath yeah. kind of you know, sex. trying to sexualize people. I went to Indiana University. So like I had and I, I took a lot of psychology classes and I, I was in the Kinsey building a lot, the Kinsey Institute of whatever psychology. And now they um, just recently they put up a statue of him right oh, outside wow. and so you know gays against rumors we we want to have a protest down there actually to get that statue removed because he's sick i mean he he yeah. he experimented sexually on on babies mm-hmm. yeah. i think like as wow. young as two yeah to come up with the kinsey scale you know i watched that you ever see the the movie kinsey with like liam neeson or whatever i think his name is um and it was like they made him look good he was right? the hero obviously you know like he was good he, he was the hollywood hero but it was wow. a i this was before I knew all this insidious stuff about Kinsey. Um, I loved that movie. I, I used to rate myself on the Kinsey scale, you know, before I knew all this. But basically, the Kinsey scale is that zero, you're completely heterosexual, six, you're completely homosexual, and that the idea was like the majority of the population falls somewhere in between, not necessarily exactly in the middle, but maybe like a 5.5 or like a 2.3, you know, like it's not always so black and white. But that that's, yeah. And this was the father of the sexual revolution, right? I think so, yeah. Him and John Money. John, John Money, Money, we actually just wrote an article. Our um, We have a team of writers, and we just put up an article on our site, um, gaysagainstgroomers.com, on our blog about uh, John Money. He is the godfather of gender identity and gender theory. And he tortured some kids. He did. He He's famous for the David, I think his name is David Reimar. Um, he, basically, David was born... I think a hermaphrodite. Twin boys. Yeah, no, there were twin boys, but one of them was a hermaphrodite. No? They, the botched circumcision. Oh, is that what it was? Okay. Yeah, they, they botched That's the circumcision, right. and then he said, well, here's what we can do. You're right. Because yeah. gender is a social construct, we can raise him as a female and give him female hormones, yeah. and he won't know the difference. And nev- he was never told about this, so he was raised as a girl, and he ended up killing himself in like his 20s both did well no one died from a drug overdose i think but like I, the david i think intentionally like yeah. 
I'm, they, reading, they were, I'm reading about Kinsey right now, and I think he was connected to the Rockefeller Foundation. Yes. He was also a eugenicist. John Money so that, that, had these prepubescent kids simulating sex acts on each other. Yeah. And then David, who I, I believe was the, the being raised as a female, rejected the female identity and kept trying to do boyish things. And they kept desperately trying to force the socialization of being female. Mm-hmm. But David kept saying no. And then finally, the parents were like, okay, the depression is too severe. Something's wrong here. We have to tell him the truth, tell her the truth. And then David yeah, that whole time immediately, still had no idea. immediately de-tran- de- detransitioned and said, this was wrong. You shouldn't have done this to me. I, you know, I don't feel that way. And then tried reversing the process, eventually just committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And then later, I think his brother was just so depressed also and just so messed up from the whole thing. You know, because I don't think he had any idea either that he ended up dying shortly after. But I, I believe it was a drug, uh, an overdose. Yeah, I've, I read that yesterday. Yeah. So yeah, if, eugenicists aren't aren't good people. No. Sorry, go ahead, Ian. Well, it's an interesting debate if sex, if if uh, sexuality is a state of mind or if it's something society puts on you, like the label. What's the what does the label even mean? Like who? I, I some people are attracted to some people, like that can change from day to day. Like I I, I get so. I, maybe it's for money. Like it can make people money. Maybe it makes state of like. So calm state of mind to mm-hmm. think like I am a this therefore I have some stability in my life yeah I mean well I, I think the people always are looking for like a sense of community or just to bond with others like them so maybe I don't know pe- I feel like humans in general like putting labels on themselves and putting things into categories he, he, his brother did commit suicide Both oh, two David years later Brian or something? did kill each really kill oh yeah. it wasn't drugs it wasn't it like, was drugs it was, oh, it was an but like intentional, he intentionally okay. he killed himself by Take, swallow, take yeah, so this is the guy, John Money. This is, I mean, what you see happening now in society is like a direct mirror of his beliefs and his practices right now with like transitioning children and just making up genders on a whim and all of that was his, you know, that was his thing and it's being implemented now on so, a mass scale. And I think eugenics is the end game here because when you look mm-hmm. at a lot of these policies, when you look at a lot of these uh, kind of so- social cultural changes, what does it lead to? People not having babies, people not being able to have babies, people over sexualized so they don't have families. And um, I-, I think that's a key component no, I, here that I, I, I think a lot of too. us need to realize. I think like population control, I think that's probably a big aspect too. Yeah. Um, that That's, you know, because... Because killing you, people is messy, but if you get well, people to kill themselves... Not in Canada. And sterilize anymore. themselves. You well, know, that's true. I was but. just talking about the <clears throat> that new euthanasia, like legalized euthanasia thing, but the other day. But um, no, I think that the population control is probably a big, big thing behind it too. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that's why it's being shoved down everyone's throat in the culture, in the movies, in the series, in mm. the schools, on social media. It's all being promoted in so many sinister uh, ways where people growing up, especially young children growing up, they're inundated with this. Oh, stuff. yeah. It's just nonstop. To fit in, to be accepted by the herd, you have to be this. And mm. to, to have mainline doctors talk about how much money they're making off of cutting off the genitalia of, of small children yeah. is just absolutely sickening. It's, it's disgusting. Insane. There's no word really for it. But no, I th- you know, because these puberty blockers, when you put a kid in puberty blockers, it's it's these drugs, the drug Lupron is like the most um, most used puberty blocker yeah, for children. Huh? I said despicable. Yeah, no. And so it, it has um, routinely for for a very long time only been used to chemically castrate sex offenders. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, that's what it does. It's a chemical castration drug. So what they are doing, they're putting these pre-pu- prepubescent children 
on these drugs, which will, which is going to sterilize them. Mm-hmm. They will not be able to have children later on. And they know this very well. You know, I don't know. The thing is, I don't know if the parents know this. Like, how can a parent, I don't understand. Parents are part of this too. Like, a really big problem. As Tim said, uh, they show up to the parking lot of CVS and they're like, yeah, just put it in me. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if these doctors are not making parents aware of the side effects or, well, the side effects, you know, they're trying to hide the side effects. Right now, we know for sure that brain swelling and vision loss are like two of the big ones from these puberty blockers as well as sterilization um and so i just i truly don't understand how any parent can be on board with this i think a lot of parents are like trying to score woke points somehow especially like these white liberal women you know they don't know how else to get woke points um well a lot of them aren't mentally stable a lot of them are obese a lot of them their gut isn't working well and their brain isn't working well the father's missing he's not in the home yeah and that's just the recipe and munchausen's well that's so funny i was just gonna say we call you know there's the the trans parents of these little kids that are that want to transition their children we call them trans housing by proxy parents or like munchausen mommies but we yeah we we say trans housing by proxy because that's exactly what it is they are using this they are doing this for themselves to feel good to say oh look look at me i'm the mommy in the neighborhood that has a little trans boy you know like Mm -hmm. my my three-year-old daughter is a boy now like there there are are a bunch of stories about about like uh, a mom who says all three of my kids are all trans I've see, I saw that, and it's like, what are the odds? Come yeah, it's on. like serious statistical, uh, statistical anomalies. It's it's crazy because like there's child abuse laws on the books already. I always say this: it's like this stuff needs to fall under that. You know, like parents that put their children on these drugs that that get them hooked up to the system, especially that take them for surgeries. I mean, right. it's it's. You know, you guys know Chloe Cole, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. She's so brave. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, what she's doing is incredible. It's saving like an untold number of kids. Yeah, she's you know, like that the are, detransitioner, right? Yeah, she's the detransitioner who was put on puberty blockers at 13 and had a double mastectomy at 15. Um, you know, meanwhile, yeah. the, the the people that oppose our organization are telling us every day this isn't happening. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like... Jazz Jennings got genital surgery yes. my, at, at 17. Yes. Before the age of 18. Yeah, so these things are happening every day. I mean, there was a video that came out from a, a clinic, a hospital in, I, in California, I forget exactly where, but it was basically they were in a room and, the, and they were talking, saying how like the youngest that they've done it on is a 12-year-old girl, like a double mastectomy. That's crazy. You, I'm going to say something. And these something. are healthy children. And I, are, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to warn people if you got kids in the room, but I, I, I want to say something about this just as a point of fact. The purpose of what they refer to as bottom surgery for... Uh, male to female transgender individual mm-hmm. serves one purpose and that is to create a wound which can be used to, to sexually stimulate another individual so to me you know thinking about this uh i, I was talking with another prominent trans person uh a, a few you know you know because there there are a handful that are you know relatively conservative or, or at least oppose this stuff mm-hmm. and they mentioned how they're not interested in what they call bottom surgery because it doesn't serve a purpose other than sexual gratification and it's like a wound and dilation. All these things are really, really, really severe. And there are a lot of videos of these people, of many trans people who are crying over the, the pain that they're experiencing. It's kind of, yeah. it's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. But like the, the, the only purpose for it is to create a hole mm-hmm. for which a, a, a person could insert themselves into for pleasure. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, I mean, that's kind of horrifying to me, to be completely honest. Yeah. It's I mean, a wound. It, it is a wound. And, you know, like um, the really horrifying thing, I mean, that's very horrifying. But even beyond that is like what they're um, like, let's say a child does go on puberty blockers. A boy, a biological boy goes on puberty blockers. It stunts their growth. So they will never form right. a fully grown penis. Like it exactly. will never grow past the childhood size of a penis because they are not going through that puberty. happened to Jazz Jennings. Okay, Right. And so that's right. Mm-hmm. Um 
which so, caused complications right, followed because by they, there's not depression. enough there's not enough skin from the penis to invert to create a totally. vaginal canal right, right? Well, it's not so a then, vaginal canal no it's not it's absolutely not right. it's a you know mimicking that it's a creation cur- wound do they call it a vaginoplasty yeah, yeah. they it's do fugazi, but, but it's uh, called vagina. like uh it's not called a vagin- vaginal canal oh, okay. they, they, Fal- uh, no not phalloplasty that's the other one that's the other one yes. they, they, there's a there's a word for the hole they create and it's not yeah I, I, it's yeah but no so with you know if if a trans a trans whatever i'm so bad at keeping this stuff straight but like if there's a biological boy that wants to be a girl and he knows very very early on whatever and the parents put him on puberty blockers he will never grow to the size he needs to to create that Mm -hmm. neo vagina Mm um i I think and then they use they use fish skin they use they're using cadaver skin now they use like uh the colon Mm -hmm. it's just it's you know it's some frankenstein stuff you can't play like humans are not able to play god like this truly transhumanist it is not only is it transgender we have transhumanists all at the same time the trans agenda of becoming what we think we are not or becoming what we think we are what better way to have people give up their own humanity and transition into this larger technocratic system than to of course get rid of their own identity Mm -hmm. so that that, you know you you made the point there and i agree with you 100 percent. well the way the way i described it uh, earlier is that you're going to be living in a pod. You're going to get a deposit of bugs into your pod to eat. Mm. You'll strap on your VR headset to go into your virtual newsroom and you'll be sitting there. Then Godzilla will walk in and sit down. King Kong will walk in and you'll be early to the meeting and they'll say, well, you know, before we get the meeting started, anybody catch the game last night? And then King Kong and Godzilla are going to start arguing over, you know, who's going to be the next draft pick in virtual NBA. Then a carrot's <laughs> going to walk in, sit down and be like, everybody, please calm down. Let's get this meeting in order. Sales numbers are off the charts. Then a rabbit walks in because people are just going to be like, I identify this way. This is what I am. Yeah. And you're going to live in this virtual reality where people mm-hmm. are just going to be these creatures and these things. I mean, you have kids in school now identifying as animals, right? Like they had to put a litter box in one yeah, school. I don't think that's true. I think that was that was not true. No, there's there's kids that are identifying as cats. But I don't think I think the, the litter, litter, litter box. box I think the litter box things was contested. Uh, yeah, I've never been able to confirm or deny it. But Joe Rogan, I'm pretty sure, came out and said that he got hoaxed and it wasn't true. But I could be wrong. I don't know if I heard it first from Joe Rogan. It was, a, it was a meme going around that okay. I've never seen sourced by anything. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can, can, can I ask you, I don't know if you talked about this before, mm-hmm. but what made you want to do this? What got you into this? I don't know if you talked about it before. Um, no, I, I, not on this scale, I don't think. But, um, well, you know, I, I have been against kind of the, the direction that Pride Inc., that, uh, the, you know, LGBTQIA Inc. has been headed in a lot for, for years now. Um, I did not agree with the over-sexualization of everything, how pride fests and parades have basically just become, you know, kink fests. Like, mm-hmm. they just, everything is, has um, swayed so far from, like, the original message of when we were fighting for equality, like, true right. equality, which was a worthy fight. Mm-hmm. It was an, a necessary fight. But things, you know, I, I haven't associated with the community in a very long time. And um, when I saw things happening to, like, the red line being crossed was going after kids. Like, I, I was not a fan of the the pushing pride down everyone's throats, like, all the corporations changing their, their um, profile pictures, whatever, during Pride Month. But then they started going after kids and me and a bunch of my friends um, that are also now part of Gays Against Groomers, they we would speak out against it, but there was no unified force. Um, and I have had a platform 
uh, called The Gay Who Strayed for like six years now, which accumulated a large following over time. And I basically was just like, you know, after seeing all of this just endless stream of these videos coming out um, of these drag shows for kids and seeing the material in schools and seeing that kids are being medicalized and transitioned, I was, uh, it got to the point in June where I was just like, I can no longer sit by with this platform and try and not try and do something to stop it from the inside. So that's, you know, the, I, the name came to my head. Um, and the next day I created the account and put a team together and just got the ball rolling and it, it exploded. It, you got, you it got genuinely, a lot of people now. Yeah, we have a lot of people. Is but, it a company? Is it a, like an incorporation or a five hundred one c three? It's a nonprofit. We have filed to be a c four. Um, it takes like six to nine months to for that process to be approved. Um, so yeah, we're, like I said, we're really new. We launched in June of this past year. Um, so we've done a lot in a short amount of time, and now we have chapters popping up all over the place. Um, and it's just it's great to see, you know, and, and the amount of support that we have is overwhelming. I mean, we have haters out there, you know, like we have some some pretty loud, notable haters uh, that like to call us anti-trans and anti-LGBTQ. That's always a funny one. You know, Media Matters has written like eight articles on gays against groomers now, and they always call us an anti an anti-LGBTQ hate group. <laughs> and it's like. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody in the organization is LGB. We don't believe in the Q. Like, we don't believe in the Q. What? Everybody in the organization is, is either LGB or T. What Q is queer. What does it mean exactly? Well, queer was always a slur. You know, yeah. us, us older gays, I mean, I'm not, you know, just like not these new gays that are popping up all over the place. You know, that was always a slur. I mean, people people use that against us in a very derogatory way. And we... we um, we tried to get past that, but now it's like they, they reclaimed it and rebranded it and suddenly we're all just supposed to be okay with it. But, you know, that's the real slur here. We're going to go to Super Chats. Let's if you haven't already, that. would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, become a member at TimCast.com. We're going to have a members-only show coming up for you around 11 or so p.m., but let's read what y'all have to say. We got this from Flooded Timber Farm. It says, Illinois sent assault weapons ban bill to Pritzker. Sheriffs denying it across the state. Pritzker threatening to fire all that oppose him. Yeah, they're basically banning everything. Is that yeah. what's going on? Mm-hmm. The Pritzker family is very, very bad, by the way, in terms of all this trans child madness. They, like, fund so much of it. All right on. Jim Bob says, yo, Ian, got your butt gem y'all sent me. The Emerald. I'm super stoked, bro. Building a musical Tesla coil, and we'll put it on there so it looks cool. Oh, nice. It's a butt gem? <laughs> well, I mean, what are you it could doing? be if you wanted it to be. It's just an Emerald. No <laughs> questions. Venus Sophia says, I have canceled all my memberships except for my $10 a month to TimCast. Hope that means something after supporting you for the last two years. God bless. It really, really does. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. A lot of people are saying this uh, Saturday thing we're doing is very dangerous. Because uh, I'm giving out my assassination coordinates. I think of it as an event, even though it's technically not. If you announce something publicly, uh, a time and a place, I feel like it's just de facto an event. And so it should be treated as such. Except you can't cancel it. You can't protest it. It's literally me standing somewhere. Before security purposes, treat it as if. Sure, sure, sure. But like, if someone showed up to protest me standing in a park, I would just walk 10 feet and stand in a different park. What do you guys, I want to see you do change my mind stuff with randos that are like, he's a Nazi. And you'll be like, let's talk. Okay. We could. I mean, we'll have cameras, but I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to go skate, you know, and this guy, you know, he's posting saying I couldn't do a shove it. 
Yeah, that's a bald face lie. It's not true. I did a gazelle first try. Yeah, no. that's a Nolly backside 360 540 shove it. Okay, so my no body does a 360. You're speaking right now, and the board does a 540. I did a first try. It's related to Star Wars. I so it's like, like I'll tell you, I'll tell you what he's saying. No, no, I'll be fair. I show up. I get out of the car. I'm riding my board around, and I'm you know sort of goofing off, doing no complies, and and screwing up some flips and shoves because I'm not really like it's like such a ridiculous smear to be like Tim Pool can't do a shove it. They're just lying because they're trying to downplay the fact that I show up. N- nobody cared that I was there except for like a handful of people, apparently. And I was better than them at skating. And so it's mm-hmm. like they're trying to exert influence in a community where they have little except for the fact that people are scared they'll get canceled if they speak out against them or something like that. Right. So I'm like, OK, well, I'll show up. I'll skate. Plus, they're also claiming that people brought me there. And that's the weirdest, stupid thing ever. I showed up with Allison. It was like me and her. And we're by ourselves. And I'm skating around, and there's some guy that I knew that I talked to, and now they're trying to claim that someone else told, like, someone else brought me there. And I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, I'm the one who's like, hey, guys, you want to go skate here? I showed up by myself. They're just making things up because they're crackpot weirdos, but if they want to make up crackpot weirdo stuff, I'm going to show up. And my point is this. Uh, for those who are, who are giving the 10 bucks a month, I mean it when I say I stand up for what I believe in. And people often say like, oh, you don't know how hard it is. And like, I can't do it for this reason or that reason. And I'm like, okay, well, if you think being swatted 15 times, multiple death threats and the bomb squad showing up twice is enough for me to hide and move to the middle of nowhere, like some other personalities have done, fine. Just know that I have announced where I will be Saturday morning, DC's Freedom Plaza, and I'll be skating around, you know, be hanging out. Yeah. And we're going to bring the crew. Phil Labonte is going to be there. handful of other people uh, are planning on be there. I'm going to bring a whole bunch of people. Taylor Silverman's going to be there. That should be fun. Mm-hmm. You know, and we'll skate. And that's it. Reminds me of the days of the YouTube meetups, the live meetups where we'd all go to New York, Washington Square Park on July 7th, 2007. And everybody's there with their cameras. And Taylor's awesome, by the way. Shouts out to Taylor. Taylor's cool. cool. And there's like, there's nothing. You say it's like an event, like maybe, but there's nothing to protest. If people showed up protesting, I'd be like, I will stand there instead. Like, there's no tent, there's no speakers, there's no speeches, there's just, yo, if people are there and it's crowded, I will walk 20 feet and skate across the street. I will tell everybody, okay, let's go to the other skate park. We're going to be walking around if they want to follow us around. But I have a feeling like, I don't think anything's going to happen. I think the point of this is to show people that all of this hype around like, oh no, people are mad, you can't go, nothing's going to happen. Oh, gonna, something's gonna happen. Yeah. Ollie pop shove at seven twenty in your face. Not a real trick. But <laughs> okay. okay. Well, mark my. Well, sounds happen, real. I mean, sounds you, as real as the others. You, you just could said. say Ollie late seven twenty shove it, which would be absolutely bonkers. Yeah. But uh, w- that would just like you'd have to launch off a ramp or a big drop for something yeah. like that, maybe or a half pipe. But no, probably not even. But um, what'll likely happen is fans of the show will show up. We'll give out a bunch of boards from the back of the car, and uh, we'll skate. And uh, Phil will be singing. Ian will be jamming. Carter will be jamming if Ian gets up. Yeah, early he enough. wants. It's a 10 a.m. thing, though. I don't know. That's early for me. <laughs> <10 a. m. laughs> that sounds up, fun. Though. I wake up at 7 a.m. That's, that's like, when Ian goes to sleep. That's right. Jeez. Last night I got to bed at like 6 a.m. But look, look. My point is this: everybody's like, I'm getting messages from people being like, "Dude, are you serious about this? Like, you better be careful." I'm like, "Dude, I'm telling you, I'm going to show up and nothing's going to happen." Yeah. Like, first of all, I'm not that important. There's not gonna, like nothing's going to happen. Stop being afraid of these people. Nothing will happen. The only thing that's going to happen, our fans are, fans are going to show up. That's I how would, I feel, honestly. You know, people people kind of think I'm a little crazy. I'm like, these people, they're not going to, you know. Honestly, we get like, it's kind of interesting how many death threats we get. Not to, you know, 
override you here, but it, it, you know, people say this stuff, and in your case, they have done stuff. You know, they have tried. But it's things. it's it's all it's all like making the police do it because they're too scared. Right. Yeah. These people are very scared. You know, they're scared of their own shadow. They just talk big big talk. And yeah. but it all. But at at the same time, it only just takes one crazy person, right? Sure. But I don't think that you can let that run your life. Or yeah. I think though, as a model, all. when you set up when you use social media to set times and days for people to meet, that you have a responsibility to protect those people, at least to the best of your ability with security. Yes. Wide open space. Like I look you at do. John Kennedy, man. That guy was, the presidents don't go out open and ride around in the city anymore. I agree snipers. when it's, you know, when, when there's more people than just yourself you have to worry about. But I, yeah, I don't but think, I think it's okay. I, I walk around all the time. All, like, this is what they've tweeted. They've tweeted like Tim Pool should live in fear. Matt Walsh, libs of TikTok should live in fear and never have a moment of peace again. And I'm like, bro, I have no idea what you're talking about. I go walk around. I was I was by myself in DC's Freedom Plaza, and apparently some people were hanging back and texting about how angry they are, they, they were that I was there, and not a single person said anything other to me other to me than. Uh, other than fist bumping me, one of the OG local guys, some old black dude walked up and gave me a fist bump, was like, what up, brother? What's going on? And one other dude who was doing tricks, we like talked for a little bit. They, they make this stuff up. I walk around all the time, ain't have no problems. I'm not worried about it. All right, let's read some more. 1776's Life says, enjoying the episode, dinner tonight, garden raised vegetables with venison hunted this year. Tim, can we work on a podcast about procuring, cooking, nutritious food? I would be willing to assist. <laughs> we wanted to do a homesteading and like survivalist show. That'd be really fun. Something yeah. cool, like almost like you ever guys ever watch Ancient Technology? Oh yeah, that channel where it's like you know. Yes, that's so. Sorry, cool. I just got really excited. That's the one that like yeah. I watched all the time when awesome. I was obsessed with my bush. Right on. It's so good. He's amazing. How do you do that stuff? It's amazing. It's cool. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, "Tim, your healthy life message is an important one. We can't be fatties fighting for our nation, taking breaks to catch our breath. The cult will not wait for us to catch up. We must prepare ourselves." Yeah. Yeah. It's Start right. exercising, man. That's right. All right, this was a good one. We got this from The Real Hydro PX. Yeah, Hydro, you know him, you love him. He says, do not allow people like Luke to keep saying Biden is forgetful. Luke is working for the deep state. No gaslighting, Luke. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta see what the CIA tells me to respond to with this one. Uh, okay, that's a good opinion you have there. I you like know. it because like when that's Reagan- That's the best the CIA could muster. Reagan was okay. like, I don't remember all the things you're accusing me of. I don't remember because Alzheimer's. Like, no, dude, you gotta take responsibility for your actions. I don't care where your hey, mind's at. I believe the president's a puppet. Most presidents are. All yeah. presidents All. are. Nick Osvai says, need a recommendation. I love rollerblading and skating, but broke my ankle and now my foot sits crooked. Where can I find a high-end pair of custom skates so I can skate comfortably once again? Honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> custom skates are a really difficult thing to do unless you can mm -hmm. like 3D print something. It's hard enough to get real blades these days because the industry basically doesn't exist. Yeah. I mean, look, skateboarding is a crippled industry. It's just like, it does not, it, it, there's wealthy skateboarders, but they do not make that much money. Yeah. Let alone the blading industry. They bar the ba blading industry barely exists. Mm -hmm. Pinochet's helicopter tour says, Luke, please stop making excuses for Biden. Occam's razor man, he is pretending to be senile, but knows exactly what he is doing. It's all by design. I don't think he's calling the shots here. No. That's just my I, two just cents here. Imagine. And we, we talked about that. We talked about different uh, possibilities here. And I entertain that possibility as well. But I'm, I'm more convinced that there's a bigger power at play here. 
Yeah, Biden, he, he's like walking around with his hands like Mr. Burns and he's like, burr, burr, and then the camera turns off and he stands up straight, straight to his time and says, let's get to work. Right. Or they just have a bunch of Biden actors that they give the script to read and then they're like, okay, this one's out. This one's uh, past its expiration date. Bring in Biden number XZ5 Borb 2. And that, and that probably would happen. That sounds a lot like of people, the new COVID variant. Point yeah. 1.5. I know Jimmy it from Kimmel. the Jimmy Fallon. Or Fallon, yeah. Fallon, not Kimmel. Oh. God. We got to go in here from Brett Bullard. He says, Jamie, why doesn't the gay community draw the line at LGB. How are the traditionalist, religious, etc., expected to accept the alphabet community as they become increasingly anti-straight? Right. Um, well, I, I've spoken about this before. Me personally, I never thought that LGB and T should have been combined together mm -hmm. um, way back when, when they were. Um, I, you know, being LGB is about who you love. Being T, being right. trans is about who you are or who you believe you are. I, I have said I have more in common with a straight man than I do a trans person. I just don't have any shared anything with them, you know, honestly. And so I've never understood why they were lumped together. Um, I do want to say that, like, you know, there is the trans mafia. Like, there are these radical trans activists who have become, like, the talking head that 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 is like the position of all trans people and it's really not you know like the trans people i know and the people that we have the trans people we have in gays against groomers and in trans against groomers like they are good people they just want to live their lives like just like we do and these people are giving them a really bad name um it is always the activists and the fringe you know radicals that destroy everything for everybody and that that's true about any group of people you know yeah. like um and so that they they want to fight this just as hard as we do, and that you know I created Trans Against Groomers, which is like a subsect, a, a partner of Gays Against Groomers, because so many trans people were reaching out, agreeing with what we're doing at Gays Against Groomers, and wanting to help somehow, you know. So I we made their own little uh, group for them, and they are doing their thing with us. Um, and so I, I really think their voices are very important. I agree that LGB and T are very different things, but um, I I would encourage people to not base their ideas on every you know all trans people as a whole on on the messaging you see coming from like trans inc and just the alphabet mafia in general because that that people you know the backlash against gay people is growing right now too because whatever you see happening this this push on children you know people assume that all gay people are on board with this and support this when that's very far from reality and that's yeah. why gays against groomers is so important to to mm -hmm. show that Right on. Pizza Steve says, do a cow show like Chicken City and call it the Stakeholders. Ha ha. Well, we were planning on getting one cow, but apparently they produce 10 to 12 gallons of milk per day. Yeah. Wow. That's, what that's, about the little ones? You look at those mini cows. Mini cows? They're like a pygmy cows or something. You can see those. Maybe we'll get some goats. Yeah, do you mean cows? We need horses? a cow. Just don't no. ever end up in the Logan Paul situation, dude. Yeah. His pig. You heard about that? Yeah, what Sad. was up with that? He he abused. Well, I don't know. Apparently, it wasn't. He gave it. I mean, we can get into this if you want. Otherwise, we can pass. But but yeah, what's the quick version? Okay, he he uh, when he was moving to Puerto Rico, he couldn't take his pig Pearl Bing Bing. I think was the name, and uh, so he gave it to this um, farm where they, that they said they were going to take care of it. Her the pig and um but then they ended up giving it to somebody else who totally neglected it left it alone to die basically in a field that was found by these people called the gentle farm who then adopted pearl and are taking care of her now but so apparently you know at, logan didn't have a hand in that in abandoning her like he did think he was providing a good home but then like you know it just ended up that way yeah logan says and i'm not here to defend the logan matrix paul attacked him. The, the matrix attacked him so. oh yeah that that was <laughs> funny <laughs> what a cop out. That, that was funny get or, ready for a wave of people that are blaming their misfortunes on the matrix that damn matrix is it not <laughs> oh like uh, just Ian, don't be you know that that asshole. money i owed you i forgot to pay you back 
Matrix, 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 Matrix. Oh, damn. <laughs> Matrix is hungry. Matrix. Gotta feed the Matrix. All right. Mazzaro says, hey, Tim and crew, today is my 33rd birthday. Can I get a shout out? Also, Ian, I appreciate your opinions on the topics. Keep rolling them 20s. Ooh, you got it, baby. Happy birthday, Mizarro. Mizarro. Yeah, yeah okay. happy birthday, Mizarro. And, and stop encouraging Ian. <laughs> oh, no, no. Drew, <laughs> outstanding in his field, says, first you get the chickens, then you get the eggs, then you get the freedom. Luke's Scarface tweet. See you at Freedom Plaza. Scarface? What? Oh. I, I, didn't, I didn't get that one. Luke's First Scarface. Oh, yeah, I posted it. I posted it. I posted a, no, no, no. I posted a Scarface uh, meme of uh, instead of Scarface sitting in front of all the cocaine, he was sitting with a bunch of egg cartons around him because the price of <laughs> eggs has pretty much doubled. Nice. Oh, this is funny. Uh, Kaiju Spirit says, pilot friend said FAA crashed due to change in NOTAM definition. Notice to airmen became notice to air mission. It's a rumor, but see the problem, men. Oh, my God. If that is true, I wouldn't be surprised if it was, but I'm kind of like, I don't know about that. Maybe Basically, like, they went in the computer and said, notice to airmen and changed it to air mission. Because man is transphobic. And then it caused all of the, the, the roots to, like, break. Was it based on trans? Well, no, it's because misogyny. Misogyny, it's patriarchy or whatever. Well, shouldn't it? Yeah, there you go. We're all men. Human. Then we're women and men on top of that. Let me... Here, we're Steve claiming. says, NOTAM is, was, notice to air men. They changed it. They're now saying, uh, they tweeted that it was notice to air mission. Do you guys think it's okay to call everybody guys? Because I just yeah. did it. Yeah. You, yeah like, hey, guys. Dudes. Hey, man. What's going on, man? Like, Are you trying to apologize for calling people guys? So, dude. Well, my whole life, I called these two women guys when I was waiting tables when I was 18 or something. Yeah, you say, hey, guys. Just, I am not a guy. Oh. And they left me a nickel as a tip. Like, just to let me know <laughs> that they, nice. it wasn't like so, they didn't forget. Survivor had a very cringe uh, moment where the host was asking the, the new people there, hey, can I say guys? Is that okay? And everyone's like, yeah, it's totally cool. It's fine. And then like two episodes down, someone was thinking about it like, no, it's not okay. It's offensive. You need to stop. And then he stopped and he capitulated and went on his knees and then sacrificed his soul and dignity on live (laughs) national television. (laughs) All right. Sorry, Jeff. S.A. Federale says, all of you are correct in stakeholder capitalism being Chi-Com control. Same as the greenies have been called watermelons forever. Green on the outside, commie on the inside, like beef roast, brown shirts in World War II. Fabian socialists go slow. Mm. But I wonder if it's ChaiCom control or if something's controlling ChaiCom and they're using CCP tactics. I don't know. I definitely don't think the CCP is running this show. Like They're as flimsy no, as the U.S. government right now. Politicians went to China, saw what they were doing, and said, hey— you get the benefits of absolute dictatorship mm-hmm. with the benefits of a capitalist system. Mm-hmm. You just got to control the capitalist system so that they can work only underneath your dictatorship. No, no, the politicians went there and then set up that system, and now they're testing right. how far they could get exactly. away with it. So, Yeah, like a, a bunch of politicians in, what was it, the 70s or 80s? Henry Kissinger, David Rockefeller, um, and uh, I think it was Nixon. Yep. Yep. You they cre- opened up China. It was the open China policy that mm-hmm. sent all of our jobs and all of our factories over there in Basically, exchange for slave labor. Basically, the Soviet Union, communism, doesn't work. Command economies don't work. How can you have a capitalist economy that exists only as a subset of a command economic system? Meaning, people have mobility at the bottom, but you have tendrils in every single business that rises to a certain level. So if somebody owns a pizza restaurant, you don't care. 
But if they now have 100 pizza restaurants, you get an office in their corporate headquarters and can control what they say and do. Yeah, you get a monopoly on the market. And the first thing that Western politicians did in China was implement a one-child policy, which was absolutely destructive and, and, and is leading to so much tremendous human suffering and harm that we can't even imagine. We uh, The Wizards of the Coast is prompting to change their licensing thing. So if you use Dungeons & Dragons and you make a, a game show, if you make over $750,000 a year, they take 20% of everything you make from now on. They're retroactively, or at least is what I heard from Phil DeFranco, undoing the old contract. Even though the old contract said that we can never change this free contract, now they're like, the new contract overrides that. Let's make so a new can. one. Like, yeah, make like, a new game. You know, Eric July's got Ripiverse. Let's Dude, make... D&D was always just the easiest one to use. It was never the best. Right. So, so let's just make... A, a, a nearly identical structure with different formatting or something or like i mean themes yeah we'll call it d10 um, instead of d20s instead of dungeons and dragons we'll call it castles and kings yeah you, sure. you want to play castles and kings like yeah sure okay yeah. i'm an elf you're a dwarf that's going to start happening unfortunately because blizzard or uh wizards, wizards of the, of the coast, coast rather not blizzard um is obsessively trying to control them they got the rid of races in Dungeons and Dragons, yeah, they, they got rid of racial bonuses. I heard. Is that real? Did that really happen? I'm pretty sure. And like, because now it doesn't matter. But it used to be like if you were an elf, you had a certain bonus. If you were a human, but they're like, oh, that sounds racist to me. It it's feels like, okay. Like, well, let's just make our own. Yeah, I, I think I, I brought it up one because I wanted to talk about it, but two because it's like top down control of the like they're trying to undo contracts. What? How? So contracts mean nothing. Mean nothing if that if they're able to do that. Uh, just got to make your own thing. You know, very communist. And you know, we'll do we'll use the physical spaces we set up to host events to promote these parallels. You know, I think about Seth MacFarlane creating the Orville because Star Trek got oh, yeah. woke and went broke. Mm -hmm. And so even though Seth MacFarlane is not like anti-woke or anything, he made the Orville, which was more similar to the next generation in Star Trek because he wanted to maintain that 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 certain level. And they actually had some pretty based episodes, like the one where the girl is, the baby's forced under a sexual transition. I don't, have you seen this, The Orville? No. There's an episode where there's a planet where there's only men. So when they give, when they, an egg hatches and it's a female, they're like, it must be made into a male through transition. And then they do. And then when the kid grows, gets older, it's the kid's like, I don't want to be a boy. I want to be a girl. This is wrong. Mm. And so they detransition the kid. And I'm like, that's pretty based. It's not like a definitively anti-trans or pro-trans statement. It just explored the idea in a way. Mm -hmm. That I was like, I was surprised by. But uh, that's Seth MacFarlane basically saying, like, I'm going to do my thing. And it's, you know, it's Star Trek, it's the Orville. It's literally Star Trek, the Union, the Federation. They, he just copied it. So that's what we'll do. We'll make our own version that's uh, what of needs to happen, tabletop though. RPG called Castles and Kings, uh, ki uh, Crossland and Kings. Yeah, it's so easy. It's so easy like to do. I like that name. Crosslands, yeah. Crosslands and yeah. Kings. How about yeah. that? The Crosslands. Call it Rage. And then we'll use Rage as a as like a thing you get. You're, all characters can build up their rage and use it as like for different I think abilities. we should call it the Crosslands. And that's well, I, like. I can't stop you. That That's the basis for the universe. It's like where the different realities oh, yeah. are intersecting. The Crosslands. That'll be like the um, the different planes of reality. It's, the, like, it's the it's the, it's the nexus point of all the different planes. Into the Cross Planes. The Crosslands. Cross Planes. We'll go there. The Crosslands. Let's do it. And then uh, if somebody wants to help craft awesome. a tabletop RPG called The Crosslands, where or there's The uh, Crosslands can be in the game. You can go there. No, but, but it, it doesn't name. have to be the name of the game. I think it's a good name. Really? Because like within yeah, the game, then do. you can go to like any universe you go is based on you travel through the Crosslands, like from the Crosslands into. Yeah, man. Boom. We like just chrono a new trigger. game. Hell exactly. Yeah. Time Timelines like and planes. The Crosslands. And they'll make a card game for it where there's like four elements. And, and you draw the cards and you play the elements to, to cast spells that you pull from the crosslands to summon That's creatures. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You could have at least four. You have like nine because there could be nine different planes, lands, I guess we could call them. 
roads. Maybe. Maybe they're all roads. Like you never actually get there. You only oh, go cool. towards it, and you always head towards it. Six colors. Let's write this down. All right. And then we basically replace D and D and Magic the Gathering. <laughs> One move. All right. And then we'll buy wizards. <laughs> The Ravenous Drifter says, I've been paying attention, Tim, longtime viewer. What's the deal with skating in D.C.? Be careful, man. The deal is um, we go skating quite a bit. We went to the opening of the Hagerstown Skate Park. It was a big crowd there. It was a lot of fun. A bunch of people came up and gave us fist bumps. We had a picnic. It was delicious. I had uh, we had like beef with uh, with Havarti and some mustard on it. And uh, we skated and there was not a single issue. I go to the D.C. Skate Park and now there's this weird conspiracy that like some pro skater, pro skaters, like told, like brought me with them or something, and that everyone was was hiding on the other side of the park away from me, and that I couldn't pop shove it or something. And I'm like, I literally just showed up to a plaza and skated around and like talked to some random people, and it became such like this this big deal. I guess they're posting on it in forums that I was like, okay, I'm going back. Like, dude, we're gonna go skate. We're gonna have fun, and that's the point. I'm not going to let people make up lies and try and chase us out of spaces when literally nothing happened. So my view is there should be no issue. I'll show up. We'll skate. We'll hang out. We'll do like a cool little meet and greet kind of thing. Phil Labonte, if all that remains, is going to be there. Uh, Ian's going to be there because we're going to make him get up Hold early on enough. A second. He's going to be playing know. guitar. <laughs> oh, my God. Big crowds. Everyone's going to be cheering. Ian, 11 a.m. Yeah. Are you kidding me? No. 11 no, a.m. <laughs> this guy. 12, it's right? 12, 12 noon, right? Jeez. I say 12 is <laughs> I just fun. want you to just to think, Ian. People are going to be like, cha, cha, Ian, yeah, cha. And you're going to be playing the guitar. Phil's going to be singing. And everyone's going to be, Wah! And the police are going to be like, this Ian guy's too popular. we got to shut this down. <laughs> like, but I like it. But I like it. <laughs> Dancing. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's grab another one. Jason says, Yeah, Tim, build a wood fire pizza oven. They are great, and you can cook more than just pizza in them. Done. We actually were, we're, we're, we're going to do it here. We actually had a plan for creating a wood fire oven, and then we decided not to do it because we're doing all the new construction at Freedomistan, but we'll, we'll do a, a brick wood fire oven. What is out. this new place called? Freedomistan. Freedom. Oh, I like <laughs> it. Luke came up with it. I like it. I think Luke randomly called it that. Yeah. No, like as a joke? It sticks, right? Freedomistan. People are like, Freedomistan? Yeah, freedom. Right. Yeah. See, I heard the dom. I'm like, is this a play on dom? I hope it's not. No, no. no yeah, no, no, no but then no. I, get, I get it. It takes a second. I think you called it Freedomistan or Freedomistan. Freedomistan. And I'm, then it, I was like, for the, you know, Freedomistan, because you got to put the I in there. Yeah. Yeah, Freedomistan. It works. It's very yeah. Eastern block. I like it. Yeah. It's better yeah. than Freedistan, definitely. Yeah. Like, uh, Freedistan isn't an option. It's Rather than Slavistan. <laughs> you don't want that. Freetown. That would have been cheap. It's called New York City. Slavistan. <laughs> Andre Gerasimenko says, Tim, it's not our fault you are gas stove deficient. In 40 years of cooking, I've never burnt bacon on the stove. Oven, yes. <laughs> I went to an Airbnb, and they had a gas stove, and I grew up with a gas stove, and I got no problem with it. And there was a vent in the other room that was blowing, and so the, the, the flame kept going like this. Oh, that sucks. And then I had to move the pan over to the left to get it to cook evenly. I'm like, if this is just electric like we have here... It would have evenly lit the whole thing up way faster and cooked my bacon way faster. I'm not a chef. I'm not <laughs> sitting here trying to do flame techniques. I'm just trying to cook bacon quickly. Environment know? is important. If you have too much of a breeze, flame is almost useless. Yeah, to you got to close the window, turn mm -hmm. the fan off because the flame's bouncing around. Uh, get out of here. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that point. But I you still see? don't think it should be forced. We should be able to have our gas stoves. No, I agree. Oh, yeah. We should yeah. be because, cooking with plasma. Yeah. I might just go get one just in spite of all this. Honestly, <laughs> Joseph want one. Joseph says, how fast all women wore yoga pants blows my mind. Just yeah. in general? It's just trends. 
Yeah, I you was know? there for that trend in LA. All of a sudden, everybody was just wearing yoga pants. All of a sudden, 2008. Mm. It's like not wearing pants at all. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. It wasn't it's really thing. bad when they wear like nude colored ones, like beige ones. <laughs> yeah. like, generally, oh, no. like from like a, a few feet away, it looks like, like you're just wearing a hoodie. There's also a theory <laughs> that there's a lot of plastic in them and a lot of very bad chemicals that are really bad for women's reproductive I'm organs sure as well. I'm sure that's absolutely true. In the pants? Yep. Really? Yeah. I just got a yoga mat, but I went all the way to the top. Really? Like, I got the best. I How much what, was it? 130 bucks. Not all the way, but way better than those cheap $30 mats. I don't want that potassium yeah. bromate. Yo, yeah, plastic is leaching everywhere. Is this, are you here? What is this? There's a rumor going around. Someone said this. Adam Drop says, Andrew Tate has become an idol because they've torn down all our others as they are seen as toxic, like Elliot Page, possibly Superman. Come on, man. So I Googled that. There are a bunch of stories saying Elliot Page may replace Henry Cavill as Superman. Yeah, please, nice. please say so. Cover this on Let's Paul's do it. I, I, want, I want the Batgirl movie. How, no. I want it to come out. Let it all be. Let it all fall on its face. Sources Let's please have Warner this Brothers. Brothers. I totally agree with that part about Andrew Tate, though. You know, this whole toxic masculinity movement degrading, you know, men for being men and and shunning them has led to this. You know. St- really stupid idols let's, that let's, are let's, taking advantage of these people. Let's, I want to talk about this. We'll pull up the article for the members only segment. So smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, become a member at timcast.com for the uncensored segment, which will be up in about an hour where we'll carry on that conversation. I want to talk about that one. That, that matters, toxic masculinity and all this stuff. You can uh, follow the show at Timcast IRL, basically everywhere. Follow us on Instagram right now. You can follow me personally at Timcast, but more importantly, follow at Timcast News on Twitter. Jamie, do you want to shout anything out? Uh, yeah. If you want to learn more about Gays Against Groomers, please go to gaysagainstgroomers.com. Everything about us there are ways to support us, too. Uh, all of our socials as well, but we are most active on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter is against G-R-M-R-S. That's when we had to avoid the word groomer back in the pre-Elon days. And then uh, Instagram is just Gays Against Groomers. So appreciate that. Thank you. And you're an OG Ron Pauler. I am an OG Shout Ron out. Pauler. Yeah, we bonded over that. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much. Oh, yeah, thank you so much for coming out. You were awesome. Thanks. Uh, my website is lukeuncensored.com. And uh, there's a lot of things that I'm doing on there. I'm doing an AMA on there right now. I just released a video about Neil deGrasse Tyson going crazy and freaking out. That video is going to be available for free for everyone this Friday if you are on our email list. Right now, it's available for members. Sign up on the email list very easily on wearechange.org. Thank you again so much for having me. I really appreciate the ever-flowing font of inspiration I receive from you listening and responding and interacting with the show and with me all over social media. If you want to get in touch more, at Ian Crossland, hit me up anywhere. Very happy to see you. Good to see you, Jim. Thanks. Hey, y'all. It is me in the comments. It's at surge.com. I do respond. I do read everyone's statements. Uh, I think it's like something I could do to contribute to the show. Uh, I thought this was a good one. I've been a fan for a while. It's been nice to meet you in real life. Thanks, Surge. Yeah, no worries. That means a lot. Hey, cool. (laughs) And uh, yeah, check in next time. Become a member of TimCast. Love it, guys. We will see you all over at TimCast.com. Let's talk about Elliot Page as Superman. Thanks for hanging out. Oh, jeez.